Today's episode is brought to you by StartPlaying.Games. Are you a forever DM? Is there a module you've always wanted to play but haven't? Maybe a new game system you want to play but no one wants to be the GM? Have you spent a ton of time digging through forums trying to find the right game for you? Well, Start Playing wants to fix that. Start Playing is a place to find online tabletop role-playing games run by professional, paid GMs. They have an online marketplace of GMs who are running hundreds of paid games for anyone who wants to join. If you're looking for just yourself, or have a group of friends, Start Playing takes the work out of finding a GM. Amazing games, professional GMs, just start playing. If you ever wanted to be in a Humblewood game, GM'd by me, Runaway Robot, you can head on over to startplaying.games/u/diefall and sign up there. The link will be in the description below. Big thank you to Start Playing for sponsoring tonight's episode. Enjoy the show. Part 4. The Mysteries of the Avium Welcome everyone to Diefall, Alderheart, episode 21, I think, I never check this, I've got to yeah. get better about it, it's episode 21. 21, awesome, hi, hello, how are you, thank you for your patience, we had a little bit of technical difficulties, but you know what, we're good now, and uh, we have a fantastic show ready for you here as Scooby and the gang really get into the, the meat of the mystery here and uh, maybe figure out who the, the real big baddie is. Um, we were just discussing terrible roommate experiences. Uh, my, my two biggest ones were uh, syrup fight and pizza on the ceiling. So, uh, Malaveth, have you had uh, any bad roommate experiences or how about good roommate experiences? Let's, uh, let's maybe counterbalance. Good roommate experiences. Uh, my roommate was a nice person. Nice, okay. She was just very forgetful and maybe left some food on the top of her dresser in our college dorm for the whole semester and there was a smell and I couldn't figure it out. And I was freezing every day and leaving the window open in negative 30 degree weather just to try and deal with the stink and but but then she moved out and then the stink was gone nice nice uh, it's uh nice, though. just yeah 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 Jeez. got a great roommate uh, uh may how about you okay well worst roommate experiences when we were talking about it, i had a pair sure. of sisters who would argue in front mm -hmm. of my door all the time also their boyfriends got kicked out of their place 
and moved into our place. So we, there was six people to one bathroom. So I had to like stockpile my own toilet paper in my room. <laughs> no. Good experience was uh, our roommate before we moved here. Uh, she's one of our good friends. She would bring us sandwiches when we were streaming. She's like, have you eaten yet? And she was like, go bring us sandwiches. Chat that's, calls her sandwich mom. That's actually great. That's awesome. That's a great roommate experience. <laughs> Anyone brings me food. No, she was like I'm the perfect it. roommate ever. That's great. Wow. Uh, Miss Simply Jackson, how about yourself? Hello. Uh, my worst roommate experience was an ex. So that's just. That's. that's. I was pretty much like marginalized to a part of the house and like there was a, a me zone and then the rest of the house was a them zone kind of thing. Mm. So that was. That was also uh, an allergy for our relationship. Um, and <laughs> my best roommate experience was uh, for a brief amount of time, I lived in a really cool cottage back in Jackson uh, with my tattoo artist. And I would trade paying bills to get tattoo work get done. Tats. Yeah, <laughs> it was great. Hi, it was really dope. great. Yeah. It would be like, I'll pay the electricity bill fully this month if you can put some color on these. Can I get a love that. It was great. She was really great too. She was like super independent, sassy, and like I actually lived with her after the breakup from that one bad roommate. Nice. So she like taught me a lot about like the roommate rebound was really good. Then yeah, nice. yeah, that's it was awesome. Really good. <laughs> Rob, how about yourself, man? I know we did it already, but chat didn't get to hear any of it. So whatever you want to. Oh, good, God. bad, ugly. Um, so worst roommate experience was definitely a freshman year of college where like I actually went into I thank God for my like absolutely randomly met him friend Joe. Um, so I, I found out I was going to college with somebody from like uh, my my hometown and we knew each other from like around and he was like oh cool we should room together yeah yeah totally so like then at his orientation he met this guy joe uh who later you know would become really good friends um he uh and he was like oh do you mind if we turn it into a triple i was like yeah yeah i guess and like thank freaking god we did that because like the dude that i knew uh like just turned out to be a real shithead <laughs> and like stop going to class and then we'd get mad that we didn't wake him up or something like it was like we had our own thing and then like he would like silently rebel against us by like i don't know like he got like six of his like, six piercings like three in each ear and couldn't wear headphones because it hurt too much and so he would just like play wow without his headphones on which is fine but then he would blast like screamo while he was doing like blast it and it was like scott you just, just bring it down a wee bit, bit. And then, yeah, like we, you know, he, we found out that like he was just like stealing shit from us. And like, oh we, uh, like he would like cough on my pillow when he thought nobody was on the room to try and get me sick, which in this day and age is terrifying. Wow, Please yeah, don't do no. that. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, like basically we couldn't get him kicked out. Like we were just like, we literally just want him to move out. And so he like moved in under like somebody else's bed, like was literally sleeping under this guy's bed, like down the hall, like so that he wouldn't stay with us, but like still would come in and like take my 
my food and shit. And I was like, what the this fuck? guy's the worst. And like literally, like he was failing all of his classes, could not get kicked out for that. He like defaced a gravestone in like the cemetery of the school. And that's Who what did it. Who is this guy? He's such an <laughs> asshole. He was just an <laughs> asshole for no reason. Like, we did oh nothing. We kept fireworks in the room. We were like, dude, we don't feel safe. Like, we kept like drugs in the room. We didn't feel safe, but oh, he defaced some dead nun's gravestone. That did it. So I feel like just one like, day we're gonna hear about this guy on the news. You're gonna be like, no, oh, the guy. <laughs> honest, honestly, I'm surprised it hasn't happened yet. Uh, oh, and crap. his mother and my mother go to the same <clears throat> church still, and she apparently still blames me for getting him kicked out of school. I didn't uh, love over it. The Best roommate experience is what's happening right now in that room, hey, in that house right go. over there. There you go. Uh, nice. Yeah, living with two of my best friends right now, and it's it's heaven. Quarantine nice. is a lot less scary when you got friends. That's true. That is nice. Yeah. No better stress test to see if you could live together, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. We're yeah, doing fine. So. It's like, man, <laughs> we're stuck in a house with each other and we don't hate each other. Like, this is awesome. That's pretty good. That's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Um, I, I thought of another bad one. This is a different set of roommates. Um, we were gone over winter break, except one of, one of the roommates stayed over winter break. And apparently at some point in time, they had neglected to clean out my rice cooker after using it. Uh, and then to get rid of the evidence, they threw it out of the third story apartment window that we had and out onto the yard. And that's where the fungus ridden mess remained until after we got back from winter break. It was very cool. It was very cool. Best roommate experience. We built a double-decker couch. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you know you're we an engineer. We had stadium seating. <laughs> yep, I, I was in the. I was rooming with uh, three other engineers, and we got sta we had stadium seating. Man, it was the best. But yeah, that was. Uh... <clears throat> Let's play Dungeons and Dragons. So I don't have to dwell on any of that nonsense anymore. Let's good. Good thing we got all that toxicity out, you know, right up at the Steven top. Steven is here, also huh? an engineer, and therefore we have projects like that around projects. here. It's great. Projects. Yeah, man. Yeah, you we just had just to like, say engineers, enough said. <laughs> yeah, we had too many chairs, and we had a couch, and there wasn't enough space. We're like, just put this thing up somewhere. <laughs> just, there it went. It was great. Um, it was kind of weird, like, climbing up onto it, but other than that, it was... It was, it was good. It was good. Uh, let's play Dungeons and Durgans and get back into the mystery here at the Avium. Uh, let's roll for a recap, shall me? Uh, shall me? Shall we? <clears throat> if I you're offering, a, do it. <laughs> <laughs> I need a, a D20 from everyone, please. Uh, and we will figure out who, uh, who gets to go. Um... I rolled a natural 20. This is great sign. Everyone else got a two, a three, a seven, and a six. So we're kicking it off just right On here. Brand. Pez with the seven is technically the closest at 13 differential. Uh, so Pez, please, what happened last time? Oh boy. Collect myself. Scroll down in my notes. What happened? Where did it start? We started off, we started off in the library, uh, and then we left the library, uh, oh, no, we slept, slept in the, slept in the, slept in the, in the place where the medicine and the band-aids are, uh, the word for that, and then, and, and, and then Eli, Eli went to go talk to the dean, and then, and then the dean gave, gave Eli some names to check out, to, to investigate about, about the stuff that's happening. 
the weird stuff, the bones and things. The bones are weird. People tried to kill us. That was weird. Probably shouldn't happen in a library. <clears throat> We're just trying to do some research. So some names. We were investigating those names. There was, there was a little scared mouse. His name was Figgery Figgins. Uh, and then there was uh, there was another student. Uh, oh, Figgery Figgins almost got eaten, maybe, but he didn't. This big spooky monster. He's fine. No, he's not. He's not fine. And then Jail Platan... Plat... Plat... Platana? Skeletons mm -hmm. were acting weird. Skeletons mm -hmm. were going down to the lower library. They're not supposed to go down to the lower library. I don't know what they're doing down there. And then there, and then there was... There was Glinda. She was not very nice. She's a uh, necrom studies necromancy, but you can't like practice it in the school because that ne ne necromancy is a little shady. I think she studies it. She knows stuff about necromancy stuff. This is necromancy stuff. Mm -hmm. Then there was another person we haven't talked to them yet. Divination instructor. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How'd you okay. know about the parts you weren't there for? <clears throat> it's a recap of what happened. Oh man. Um that was good. I liked that. Yeah, so the party spent most of the time last time trying to put some of the pieces together of this mystery and they did um after a conversation that Eli had with the uh the headmaster <clears throat> or the the dean, excuse me. Uh he found that there have been weird things happening all over the avium for quite some time now. Uh, they're not the first to experience this. The Dean believes it to be some kind of malfunctioning ancient technology that was used in defense of the avium, but you know, who knows if that's actually correct. Uh, the party went and uh, did some interrogations-ish questioning, I think is, is probably a little bit better. Um, of Figgery Figgins, a little a little gerbine, uh student. Um, and then also Jell. Uh, Jell alerted them to some kind of abnormal behavior of the skeleton servitors within the avium. Uh, and then they went and found the uh, necromancy instructor, Professor Glenda Nightseed. And she seemed a little bit shady when it came to questions about those servitors. Um, we find our party just outside the office of... Professor Glinda Nightseed. Uh, after questioning her and then some tea and then being ushered out of the room, uh, you guys find yourself in the avium <clears throat> kind of in the, the later afternoon, having spent all day doing a lot of questioning. Um, and I think there was a couple of different things that people wanted to do. I think most of the party uh, out of character made the, the call of they probably want to go talk to the divination instructor. There's a lot of things that are pointing directionally at that after some of these conversations. Um, but I also wanted to kind of poke at Pez was very, very interested in a book that was on Professor uh, Nightseed's desk. And after getting a little bit of a look at it, noticed that it was probably personal, but it was closed and they were unable to make any headway there with the professor in the room. So this is just a little bit of a reminder of where we might have found ourselves and some of the interests that the party had at the time. Um, there also seemed to be a lot of interesting tomes that she had on her bookshelves, but you would have needed a little bit more time to investigate that uh, to figure out if there was anything there that might lead to something. So you guys can take it away. What would you like to do? <sighs> So what Elodie wasn't very helpful at all, was she? 
Yeah, that took a weird turn. Sorry, I got aggressive in there. I'm getting a little frustrated at the idea that, like, nobody seems to want to help, but everybody seems to have secrets around here, you know? No, yeah, no, no apologies needed. I'm, I'm right there with you, pal. No, it is, uh, it is true. Uh, she definitely seems to, uh, be holding back on, uh, on information that, uh, that could help, but... Maybe, like, Figury, she just needed a nap. <laughs> she Maybe. I think, I think she's a big fan of long naps, and then waking people up from those long naps, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, she was very, uh, uh, touchy about, uh, what the... Right? I wonder what, I wonder what she's the doing with them. Her. Yeah. She like, did she seemed... have... She, she had a personal notebook on her desk that said personal notes on it, and maybe all of her secrets are in there. She's just writing all her secrets. She's got secrets. Where was it in there? Would you see just, that? Just right on the desk, right on top. Um, are, are these offices separate from where the professors sleep? Yes. Generally, these are a, a kind of work office. Um, gotcha. Their quarters are elsewhere. Okay. Well, we could always take a look uh, outside of office hours if we need to. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. <laughs> uh, I... Look, I mean, I'm, not, I'm just gonna say I've been getting a little fidgety. Get <laughs> something. So I'm. I could be the tripping for the job. Is all I'm saying. You know. Uh, yeah. No, that's what I had in mind. I just. There's too many secrets at this place. Y'all are right. I, I just. I mean, if it ain't absolute apathy for what's happening outside of the avium it's just complete and utter secrecy and I don't it's like everybody has something to hide here I don't mean to sound like a conspiracy theorist but it's don't feel right and everybody who's involved seems to know everybody who's involved you know what I'm saying this place is big yeah she seemed pretty tight with uh Oh god, what's this? I don't like him. I don't even remember his name. But uh, Mordo? Yeah. Librarian? Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, it's pretty forgettable. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, I disagree. <laughs> I haven't stopped thinking about him. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, say so we close out this day uh, with the divination instructor and it may be mosey on back here. At a hmm. later time. Do we know where uh, the divination instructor's like offices, or the hours, or something? Down so the he... hall from the dean's office. Eli uh, would know. Yeah, yeah. Um, Eli would know. Um, oh, he's gen- Oh, I'm sorry. Go on. No, if you want to, if you want to give no, it. No, I, I, uh, I guess follow up. What time of day is it again? A uh, late afternoon. In relation to like office hours ish, like what what would you? I, I basically um, I have it in my notes mm. that he he's typically found in his lab, in the outer yeah, spire. So, so his I wasn't divination sure lab was, is in the outer spires. I wasn't um, sure if this is too late in the day for that. I'd say go look for him in his lab. 
Something's you get a, you get a little me. touch Something's on the back of your telling head. Telling me. Oh <laughs> uh, well, yeah, his lab is on the outer spire, so could swing by there pretty easily, assuming we can hop, skip, and jump across these moving towers. Lucky eyeballs over at Dagony. <clears throat> uh, I, I hope that they have a a, a bridge uh, like the like the others. Oh, oh yeah. I, I'm sorry, Dagony. I, I, it's a, it's an expression. <laughs> we're we're not actually hopping across. To, I'm I'm sorry. That was insensitive. Okay. You're giving my heart a, a little run for its uh, money. <laughs> Just trying to wake <laughs> you up. It's fine. <laughs> Did it work? <laughs> I um, might be up for the rest of the night, but, uh, you know. Oh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, hopefully we have uh, better luck with uh, with this professor. Or hopefully with them being the divination and the one, you know, seeing whatever they've been seeing. Uh, we can only hope, but uh, I must admit my expectations aren't... Uh, Aren't too high. Yeah, you and me both, friend. While they're ch chattering, Lucky's gonna investigate the door handle of the office we're still standing next to to sure. make sure that in case he's called upon for his best calling, that this lock will be easy to pick or it'll be unlocked later. <laughs> Yeah. Essentially, to try to be most prepared, be like, "Have I seen this kind of before? I don't know. I'll be nervous." Um, sure. Yeah. Go. Go ahead and roll me an investigation check to kind of check out this door here. You're small enough that if you stand behind Dagonet and Eli, that I don't think anyone walking through the hallway is going to notice that you're uh, looking. Wait. Uh, I love that this is a negative one. Just well, yeah, bit. you got this. It's a nine. A nine. <laughs> it's um. It's a door. It is currently unlocked, and you can surmise that because you have just walked through it and not heard a lock being clicked. I mean, it looks pretty normal. Um, it Does could it potentially like a, be locked before you get when you get back for sure. Yeah. Does it have like a lock keyhole? Kind of. Does it have a? Yeah, sure. Yeah, it has like a little keyhole, classic style. Okay. <clears throat> Lucky is going to pull out one of the little bones that just got put in his pocket of his bag. Okay. Probably going to feel weird because I know that apparently they're weird to the touch, but whatever. Mm -hmm. But he wants to kind of put it in the lock to kind of like block. You want to block the, it? To block the anything from going in it or like to jar it kind of thing. Just to like... Just in case she's like, oh, I gotta get this like looked at later or something. You know, you know. You want to stuff up the lock with a yes. piece of necromantic bone. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. <laughs> so you you root around in your bag to pick out some some bone fragments, uh, instantly feeling this immense mm. sense of dread as you hold them again. Yeah, I don't know. You kind of <laughs> shove them in there like kind of like sawdust, right? You know, like get them in there real nice and tight, like you know. You, I mean. I think you did a pretty good job with it. Yeah, I mean, it's probably pretty stuffed up. Um, I don't. You don't know if a key's gonna function super well in there. 
I, I feel like Lucky is going to mistake the feeling of dread lifted upon pushing the bones into this keyhole and letting go that he, it's his job well done. He's like, yeah, right. He like looks at Eli, he's like, What? No, uh, no, we'll talk later. We'll talk later. Uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay. Um, so is there anything else that you guys want to take care of right here uh, at this office? Or do you want to go ahead and head to the uh, the divination instructor? I guess we'll head. Okay. okay. Um, <clears throat> because Eli so thoroughly documented the timings of the outer spires coming close to the main spire, uh, you have perfect timing in getting to tower number seven that it has rotated all the way around. And this is where the divination uh, classroom can be found. After some poking around and maybe looking at a map or two on a wall, you say, oh, yes, divination room, room 715 or something. You head on down to that area. The The sun is definitely going down now. Um most of the the light that you have is from the magically lit lanterns and torches that are all around the avium and in all of the towers here um but yeah eventually you get to uh, a door uh the door is closed but there's a small window and you see uh professor ravain and i'll go ahead and show you what professor ravain looks like here in chat i'll bring it up for you as well this is professor corvax ravain um, he is a, uh, a Dusk Corvum, uh, and he's got some kind of shortish feathers, uh, but he seems to be at a table where there's a lot of things in front of him. There's a set of bones and a bowl, and it looks like a potion bottle of some kind, and he seems to be wiggling his fingers over the lot of it as you stand outside. Uh, pro Professor Ravain? You, you open the door and walk on in? Yeah. Ah, oh, gods! What? Uh, ruining I'm, my spell! I'm, I'm sorry, sorry. Uh, please, continue. No, no wait. You're... Oh, come, come, come in, come in, come in, come in, come in, come in. Oh, the heroes of Aldehot! That's, this is you, yes? Uh, yes. I was going to say that's quite shiny armor there, and... I don't recognize you as any students I know. Uh, please, come in, come in, come in, come in. I've been meaning to contact you. I need your help. Uh, uh, yes, of course. What, what what can we do? I need you to help me convince the Dean to launch an investigation. I've been having such strange omens recently. Eli looks back to the group like, it's the guy. Uh, oh. oh yeah, go ahead. Oh, that is uh, quite a coincidence. So uh, we've came to you for help with precisely uh, the uh, exact same thing. Oh, oh well, that is convenient. Um, how about this? You tell me what you need, and I'll tell you what I need, and maybe we can have a little bit of an exchange. That uh, that sounds. Great, actually. Good. Um, how can I help you? And he kind of just sits there and clasps his claws together, sits behind the desk. Uh, well, if 
I, I don't know how much you uh, have uh, predicted or felt or whatnot. I know divination is a uh, tricky beast, but uh, we're actually here um, trying to do research uh, regarding an elder elemental and uh, a possible um well frankly a, a calamitous event on the horizon and uh we we've been getting a lot of pushback both um from professors as well as uh just frankly defensive measures used against us at the very college and uh or at the avium itself and well, we had heard that you you were talking about a specific uh, potential bad event in the near future or, or omens of some sort, and we were hoping that you could yes. elaborate on that. All of my divination so far has just it's been blocked by this one thing. I, you know, and it may be better to show you. I, I just keep pulling the same thing during my spell, and I can't find anything else until it's resolved. Um, do you mind if I divinate? Please, uh, do, do we need to face away from you? No, 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 just, um, uh, step back, like, out one, maybe two, two feet. I'd like to use my wings. Good, wonderful, yes. Ahem. <clears throat> And he stands up from behind the desk and starts flapping his wings and his claws. And you see, like, a kind of, like, one little black feather fall off to the side. And he's like, and he grasps up the, the bones in a swift motion. You barely see it. And he casts them into the bowl. And then he takes the potion bottle and he splashes it over the bowl itself. And he says something in a language that you don't rightly understand. Then he picks up the bowl and he turns it over quickly and then reveals the bones below. And you know, now that his eyes have gone completely white... And his mouth just hangs open, and he falls backwards into his chair. A soft voice emanates, and it is not his own. A black heart among the whites and gray. But in the dimness it is hard to say. Who is friend? Who is foe? The master wheel, the master woe. And as this oppressive darkness that you didn't notice before goes away and his eyes come back to being normal, he sits up as, what did it say? Like he just starts clapping. Oh, well, yes, thank you. I appreciate that. But what did it say? Um, Pez, you're the poet. You do. Oh, geez, I don't, I don't know if I could compare to that performance. That was a lot. Have you considered taking the show on the road? But maybe not for children because you're a little spooky. Uh, um, sure, I suppose. <laughs> 
it's not your fault. I'm sure it's just how it goes, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> but basically, basically you said uh, a, a, a black heart lies among the white and gray, but in the dimness, it is hard to say who is friend and who is foe, the master wheel, the monster woe. He nods knowingly. It's the same. It's the same every time I've had students come and take the notes. I've had the dean come down and listen, and it's always the same. Every day, for the last few weeks, it has always been like this. I don't know what to make of it at all, and divination itself is somewhat tricky and never really gives you an answer, but it's always right. That is the one thing that we can depend on, it is always right. But the interpretation can vary. Maybe it's one of those clue things, like, like, it means it's a clock, and we'll find another secret clue behind a clock. Or a candle, that's usually an answer. <laughs> the clock. Okay. Like, he's gonna ask him, I, I know you're saying it's the same, like, every time, but is it, like stronger at different times is it like more powerful is it getting i don't know i don't know how this works uh just you know i don't i'm trying to i'm not good at poetry this is this is it this is all i have and this is what i need you for i need you to convince the dean to investigate this to there is something wrong here at the avium something is wrong here i know that so what about what something about that? bad is going to happen, or has happened, or will come to pass? And again, divination is not exacting science, but we need to figure it out. No, I understand. I understand your concerns. There's a lot going on here since we've been here, at least. Uh, but um, 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 what about what about this? Let you know it's just about the avium. What if it's bigger than that? Well. In previous divination, the white and gray. It's the Avium Tower. The petrified stone wood of the tower oh. itself is white and gray. Hmm. But not beyond that... The dimness was hard to say, right? Dimness? Yeah. In the dimness, hard to say, right? Black heart, white gray. So the black heart, generally black means bad things happening inside yeah, the white yeah. and gray in the avium. And the dimness, I think, is just the... Oh, it's hard to tell what the sex means, but that's pretty dim. Y'all suppose that the monster which woes is uh, maybe Figury's assailant? Uh, you look confused. Do you know anything about Figury? Uh, first-year student here, yes? Yeah. yeah. I know nothing other than that. Oh, that is uh, surprising, considering the poor boy has a traumatic uh, event. Uh, uh, show him uh, uh, the bones that we found in the in the planter box. Uh, uh, saw his great uh, beast climbing uh, up the wall outside of his uh, window, and the the dean and the guard claimed that uh, there was no uh, proof of anything happening. But uh, we went and 
and saw and there was clearly stuff there like the boy is not uh not lying. it was like there was like claw marks on outside his window and uh like he's gonna like kind of shuffle around to find any of the bones that might be left in the bottom you, of the you, bag yeah you've okay, got cool. plenty it's fine it's <laughs> he's like oh, i'm gonna punish you that for that earlier it's whatever yeah he so kind of drags it over and take take it take it take it take it takes it and he he shut he like quickly moves the bones that he did cast previously often into some hidden pocket in his robes and he looks at the bones and places them on the tables Whoa. there's a strong necromantic aura here that lies well outside my expertise but potentially could be from a servitor skeleton. Hmm. I would ask the professor of necromancy. Yeah, that's um. where we just were, actually. Oh. Hmm. Well, uh, did you show her the bones? Oh. Um. The nightseed is rather an expert. Well, uh, we did. Uh, she confirmed that uh, there was something very awful about them. Uh, however, she was a bit defensive uh, when we were asking, you know, how to investigate further, you know, with her being an expert in necromancy and, you know, uh, between these bones and then our experience in, in the library. Uh, I don't know if you heard, but uh, we were attacked by our own, uh, our own shadows in the, in the library. I had not heard. Uh, it's a... Uh, it was a harrowing ex experience, to say the least. But uh, we we asked, uh, you know, what to what to do. She was very defensive uh, about it. Uh, another student uh, we had talked to uh, said the servitors left an entire uh, tower. So we asked her about that as as well, and she was extremely uh, defensive about that. Uh, we uh, nearly got kicked out of uh, her office. Hmm. Odd happenings all over. Do you want? Linda is normally so open and cheery, and I enjoy having tea with her. Yeah, I was gonna ask if you have a good relationship with her, or if you knew if she had a good relationship with any other professors around here. Ah, uh, Linda and I, we have tea every once in a while. The dean occasionally comes by for that, and well, more Dane and. Regularly visits her. Hmm. Interesting. She, uh, we definitely got the uh, impression from her that uh, she was either hiding or protecting uh, uh, someone. Hmm. Well, I've known her for many, many years, and as has the dean. I. It would be far out of character for her to do something evil. She studies necromancy. She doesn't practice it beyond raising the servitors. And uh, we're not uh, insinuating or, uh, you know, claiming that uh, that she is the one doing it. But, uh, you know, we were expecting her to at least, you know... Uh, be a little more helpful in a investigation considering you know outside of uh the strange things happening here we came here for 
information so we know how to defeat uh, this gigantic elder elemental that's uh, tearing down the entire forest. I mean, not to mention your own divination said uh, who is friend and who is false, so... You don't, you don't know, you know... You hope people I are had kind. I come to a know. very similar conclusion. I think... It is somewhat clear that the threat would be someone people trust on campus. A heart gone black. A friend who is now foe. But beyond this, I... Doesn't give me a name. Uh, outside of uh, the professor, do you, you know, and especially, I guess, uh, the dean or the the librarian, uh, do you think that they have any uh, overt interest in in necromancy more than what they might publicly uh, let on? Hmm. No, I, I... I don't believe so. That, again, it would be certainly out of any character that I would have noticed. I'm sorry I don't have more than this. I, I've been so tangled up in trying to figure out what this is supposed to mean and stop whatever it is before it happens or figure out if it's happened already. No, 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 don't, uh, don't worry. We are actually very uh, appreciative that uh, you care. You're actually the, the first person that we have uh, come across in this entire uh, place that uh, understands the, uh, the urgency and, and uh, danger that, uh, that is happening. The Gavium's an interesting place. The Dean, as good a bird as he is, really likes to keep the place insulated for the students. Keep the troubles out and keep the learning and the magic and the positivity inside. He's very worried about panic and what that would do to us here. I I can't really blame him for that, but I don't Maybe you can convince him to do a little bit more investigating internally, or is that your job now? Well, I suppose if uh, calls from his staff and students have uh, haven't prompted him to do so already, I, I guess it is up to us to to put the pressure to it. Did you uh, you said you have a tea uh, with um, necromancy professor often, mm -hmm. right? Yes, Glenda and I. Glenda. Uh, maybe every other day, every three days or so. Have you had tea lately? Yesterday, round lunch. Do you ever have evening tea? Not recently, no. Would you be interested in having evening tea with her later tonight? Asking her yourself a little bit about these questions and then uh, letting us know the feedback? You can help us investigate, essentially, because she was kind of stiff on giving us any answers, you know? What would you want me to ask? About your divination, you know, about, you know, she seems very well learned and, you know, maybe she can help you discern the poem or that is the divination easily. Uh, yes. Dean has asked that I don't share it, but 
If it'll help the investigation and avert some kind of catastrophe here in the avium, and, well, I'd be in the wrong not to. Yeah. What time would he be normally be? Well, in the day, lunchtime is our normal time that we get together, but I can go by her office. I, I suppose whenever we're done here. Yeah, I mean, that'd be, that'd be good. Just, you know, you seem like you just know it better than we do, and she didn't like us prodding too much. She, there might be some malfunctions with the civitas, essentially, and I don't know if she's trying to cover it up as fear for it might be bad handiwork. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. She does take a lot of pride in her work, especially for something as sacred as that ritual. I see. Yes, I will ask her. It is it is good. Thank you so so much for that, because uh again we had very little luck and only served to antagonize her further on you know, accidentally, of, of course, she might be well, you know, willing to talk to a to a friend, and you know, if she trusts you and and considers you a friend and sees that you are concerned that uh, something is happening. Uh, you know, hopefully, you can uh, change her mind uh, about helping this in uh, investigation. Maybe she won't be so testy over tea. Get some of that calming stuff. I will do what I can. All right. Let's see. Okay. Have you, and you haven't heard of any other problems around here? I mean, clearly you didn't know about the uh, uh, fig figgy. Fig figgy. Fig figgy. Fig figgy. Figgy. You didn't know about that, but he seems to be the only student who's had any sort of visions of a monster, I suppose. So I wonder if he's got a bit of a tapping of divination in himself. You know? I would caution you if the monster you described is real. That sounds incredibly dangerous. Yeah. Urgency on figuring out the facts then, you know what I'm saying? Yes, yes, you're right. Um, do you mind removing these bones from my desk? Oh, uh, sh sure. Sh do you have a piece of paper or something? He, like, gives you a book. He just kind of uses the book to, like, scrape. Scrape them all in. It's yeah. <laughs> Get them all in there. Yeah. And I was like, Ugh. Don't feel like there's black goo on my hands off those things. Um, okay. Well, the tower will be coming around here. And... Couple of minutes or so. Um, I'll head to her office then. Right. Good. I'm glad you made the time to come by, and I'm sorry I haven't been able to contact you earlier. It's been a little distracted lately. No, it looks. It looks around at the party. Timing seems to be like everything. You know what I'm saying, guys? Magical place. Yeah. Time is crazy around here. <laughs> um, yeah, so are there, do you guys have any more questions for Professor Ravane, or would you like to proceed? I was just wondering real quick, just real quick. You wouldn't have 
happen to being up here on the towers, you wouldn't happen to know of any place that would like be able to house a, a big old monster, you know? <laughs> Well, I suppose it depends room. on the size. Um, these towers are quite large, and the central tower is even bigger. And then you have the domes, and the domes are incredibly large. Um, again, it depends on the size. Any currently empty, or are they all being used? Well, most of the towers are in use in some way, shape, or form. I don't believe there is an empty tower. Some of the classrooms and offices lie empty, and some of the dormitories as well. We're never really operating at full capacity here, but there is use for everything. The domes are more for experimentation and housing of rare things, like we have uh, an entire dome dedicated to plant life from all around the world. Are there lower levels? Like, lower than the libra librarian, though? I'm not sure. Interesting. I'm sure there's a blueprint of the avium somewhere that could be a little more insightful. Yeah, we could definitely ask the Dean about that whenever we bring up the uh, need for investigation. Yes. Yes. That would be good to know. I'd be curious as to the answer as well. Also, you I don't know if you know this, but you dropped that over there. He points at the black feather. You dropped that over there doing your... Uh... Oh! <laughs> she looks a little bit embarrassed and... He... <laughs> and picks it up and puts it in another one of those like unseen pockets. It kind of just vanishes. You're not really sure where it went. Yeah, just making sure, you know. Don't yeah, taking I it from you. of course. Um, uh, you had to see that. Oh, very, very important information. Uh, okay. Anything else for Professor Ravane? All right. So the professor and the you all leave. Um, the professor is going to head towards the bridge that will be docking soon with the main tower to try and catch um, Glinda uh, at her office and see if he can't convince her to come to tea. Uh, what would you guys like to do? It was good thinking, Lucky, on the uh, tea idea. I'm just thinking, uh, uh, I, I like Pez's idea about the book. And I, if I can get in there, I gotta make sure they're distracted. I was hoping he'd, you know, pull her out of our office for tea, but I, I might have to follow him there. I might have to follow him there. Get the book. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, you do what you gotta do. I mean, I think the important thing is that, at the very least, even if they have tea there, mm. I mean, they'll still go back to their rooms respectively after and, yeah keep you know, an eye on where they on time yeah a good uh if it puts her in good spirits then hopefully she's none the wiser when she leaves and that'll give you the chance to go inside and get that book right exactly all right well i guess that's where i'm gonna go just kind of meander behind uh dm are the halls still kind of active with movement of students and stuff or people dispersing from These... classes Outer towers tend to be like this one here. Tower seven is mostly classrooms. Okay. So there's not a whole lot of students still here. Some of them may be like, you know, late night labs at the college or whatever, right? For doing some potion work or something like that. But the hallways themselves are rather empty. You know now that like it's probably around you know, nine or 10 p.m. Hmm. Okay. All right. I'm gonna stop following. Where are you guys going? 
<clears throat> I didn't realize it was uh, so late. I don't think we really eat a whole lot uh, today. Maybe uh, grab a bite. Uh, you could come with us while uh, we wait. Uh, at least, you know, grab some more muffins uh, or biscuits. I don't know what they have for dinner. Well, if you wanna, if you wanna pocket some for me and save it for after, I just don't want to miss this opportunity to get in there. Well, yeah, but at least we'll listen wanna... to that conversation, you know. Yeah, we can hang on to some food for you, Lucky. Perfect. It's probably a stomach's rumbling since we haven't eaten very much. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> and before that gives away your position. Right, probably. What was that? <laughs> it's a tiny monster. <laughs> what are you going to do, Pez? Food sounds great, and I can always bring some extra food back. You got multiple arms and carry some stuff back for you. We'll have a whole pile. You can you can get a great selection. Sounds like a feast, all right? Sure. You gotta have your vegetables, and then you gotta have your pastries. The food groups. All right. Well, guess I'm on my own then. It seems that way. The party is going to go get some eats. Uh, you will find at the main cafeteria that dinner is technically over, but luckily this is a place full of magic and they're able to whip you up something warm and delicious uh, to your liking. But I think this is where we follow Lucky. <laughs> so Lucky, you're going to tail them or you just want to head to the office itself? Uh, Lucky is, Lucky's strategy is to follow the divinations professor to, but like, Tailing is in like, like agent level of tailing where it's like talking behind people, like trying to make sure he's not noticing he's being followed sure, to get absolutely. to the office and then to observe what happens from there. Okay. Roll me a stealth check then. Perfect. <laughs> 12. 12. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, you feel like you're doing a pretty good job. Uh, yeah. So you tail him, uh, Professor Ravain, all the way to um, Glendon Nightseed's office. He, you watch from a corner, you watch as he knocks on the door. There's a pause, and the door is then open, and Glinda sees him there. You hear, uh, you know, a little bit of a, a small welcome, and then uh, Professor Ravain's, um, Glinda, would you mind getting some late night tea with me? I've well, I had a troubling divination today, and I would like your insight. Uh, maybe we can grab some in the professor's lounge. She thinks for a moment. Oh, oh yes, I, I suppose that could be good. Um, yes, let me just, um, one moment. And she goes, she goes back inside. Uh, the door is open. You're not necessarily at a good angle to see what's happening. But she comes back and she pulls a key from one of her robe pockets and attempts to put it into the door. She can't seem to get it inside and she kind of jostles it around a little bit and it's not locking. Ravain, could you give this a... Ah, yes, okay. <laughs> huh. I think we'll have to bring this up with facilities. Um, well, give me a moment then. And you see his hands move and he mutters something under his breath 
and he touches the doorknob. He says, Should be good now. Come, let's go. And they walk away, presumably to the professor's lounge for some tea. Lucky is going to pull up his hood on his little cloak of not elven kind. I forgot what kind it Strig is. Kind. Strig kind. Yeah, his uh, feathered cloak. Mm, he's going to creep up to the door and like try to... Uh, what did, uh, did you say I could or could not see that he was casting essentially at the handle? You, can, you saw him mutter something and you saw him move his claws around. Okay. Uh, Lucky's gonna try to get into the door, uh, probably using a dagger and a knife and the handle to try to like, if it's locked now, lock pick it to get it open. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, are you gonna try? Do you want to investigate the door first and figure it out if it is locked or not, or do you just want to go ahead and go for the the open? Uh, I imagine he's just gonna go for the open. I mean. He's uh, whatever. He'll figure it out if it's locked or not. If it's if he's doing the lock pick, assume his his brains, my brains like that. So <laughs> sure, yeah. Um. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to see what the the DC for that would be. One second. Sure. <laughs> okay. Go ahead and roll me that lockpick. I with your thieves tools. Thieves tools. Here's do you have thieves tools. I don't the know. best part. Do not have thieves tools. Okay, so you're gonna, so that's fine. Um, okay. you want to try and do it like with a dagger or something? Try and yeah, he open. has like a, a knife and a dagger, so, so I assume the knife is more like a small kind of. Let's do like a sleight of hand check then. Okay, sure. Oh, Critical fail. That is a natural That's one. Great. Um, you find that the lock hasn't been locked, but the door doesn't budge. The dagger doesn't do anything. It just slides up and down. There's nothing blocking it. The latch you can unlatch, but the door doesn't move. It seems like the door's locked, but but not by anything physical. It's hm. gonna look around. There's. No windows to the office or anything. There is a window to the outside of the tree. And you do remember there was a window and the office. I'm going to get out there. Uh, so like he's looking in the hallway for another window. That's like a hallway window on the same yeah. facing side. Sure. Um, and you would note that they're kind of like a raid, uh, because the, the trunk is circular, right? So they're kind of a raid from a central portion where the door would be, and then the, the, um, the offices would be, you know, backwards in kind of like a, a, con a conical shape. Um, you do know that there are spots where there are windows. Yeah, for sure. You could figure it out. He's going to try to, like, crawl up to the window and look to see if there's, like, a ledge that goes around, or if it's just a facing. Well, there or... is a ledge at the window itself, just on the outside, where there's also a nice little planter there. Some flowers are inside of it. Um, 
but it's kind of hard to see if there's more to this ledge without looking outside the window or opening the mm. window in some way. Then he's gonna try to open the window. Sure. Um, you note that there's just like a little a little catch, uh, like a, a you know a normal window catch, and if you undid that, more than likely would open. Uh, you want to do it quietly though. Oh yeah. All right. Uh, Roll me another sleight of hand then. Blech! That's Are another you natural one. <laughs> that is two in a row. Um, Just getting him out now, I guess. Shit. <laughs> it seems like one of the hinges maybe hasn't been taken care of super well, and the leftward window just falls off and goes falls down the side of the avium tower and shatters on it. Like he looks around to see if anybody's seen or heard him. It's late enough at night that no one is up here at the professor offices that you can tell. Is this but side window open. big enough for me to get through? The window itself is rather large. Uh, if you push open the other one, you should be able to just get outside. Uh, and I think if, if you were careful, the other one is seems to be in a little bit better shape. Okay, precariously, he's going to try to open this window and look slash climb to the ledge. Yeah, uh, you're, you can kind of push yourself up on, onto the ledge, um, and you are outside now. You kind of like hold yourself on the inside of the wall, right, and kind of like lean out and take a look. The ledge definitely doesn't continue, mm. but this is a petrified wooden and stone tower doesn't really have smooth facing walls. There are plenty of cricks and crags for you to climb across if you would like to. Wow, DM is so tempteth. Um, <laughs> lucky, I mean, this Leslie is terrified because her dice rolls are awful, but Lucky is forever confident. Yeah. And this how, is yeah, his how job. How confident is Lucky? The window just broke and fell open and Lucky shattered. Probably, Lucky probably like this is an omen. Like, well, I guess I'm supposed to go. All right. <laughs> There's no going back now. This is it. I can't replace the window. This is it's what open he divined. Now. So Lucky takes out uh, Steve. Um, <laughs> Steve the rope. Yeah, yes, Steve of course. Steve the trusty. Um, ties itself around his little belly and then ties it to where I assume there is now a open pane frame from the window. Like, just, that'll do all right. Um, the window hinges themselves may not be strong enough to hold your body weight, and I think Lucky has done enough adventuring and hunting mm. and scaling walls in their time to, to figure that. Um, so you're looking for maybe sl a slightly better anchor. Uh, what anchor. kind of pack do you have? Uh, I have a uh, Dungeoneer's pack. So Lucky I have picks and you, stuff, yeah. You have pythons. Pythons, yeah. Um, now, I believe you would, you know, left your stuff in your room other than your weapons and things. Mm, yeah. Um, but, you know, for the sake of the story, let's say you came prepared. You're doing a little bit of a stakeout and you stop by the room and maybe you grab some climbing gear. So you've got some pythons on you. You've got some stone, you got a hammer, and got some rope. All right. How far is this like space between this window and that window? It's around the curve. It's kind of hard to tell. 
Judging from where you were, and if you're remembering the doorway, and then where the window would be, and then where this window is, might be 20 to 30 feet, if you're guessing correctly. Right. Loki's gonna use one of the pythons, like, at the frame he's at, mm-hmm. immediately so, like, for on, anchor. On the outside, and crank, 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 put mm-hmm. it in. And then he's gonna essentially go as far as he can to see the window before placing another anchor if he has to. So. Okay, so you wanna try and climb it now? Yeah. Okie dokie. So climbing is generally an athletics check. Good. So if you would roll me athletics, please. I didn't. He's like, why didn't piss sing to me? Um, boop, 18. (laughs) 18. After the, the two natural ones, this feels really good. Um, You find that, yeah, this petrified tree bark stuff for your little gerbean hands has plenty of nooks and crannies for you to clamber across on. It's great for this. Um, Yeah, so you, uh, you make your way across rather easily. You do find the window there. It's, you know, 25 feet away. Pretty good guessing. And it lies closed. <sighs> All right. He's gonna yeah, like. You haven't looked down yet, which is yeah, great. So. No, no, yeah. Uh, so he is once he's at the window, he kind of like uses another python to anchor himself sure. there, yeah, like on the outside of the window yeah. frame here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and then he's gonna test because the other window pane just happened to fall out. So he's like testing now the window frame. Uh, be like, is there any loose windows on this side? Or roll me investigation. Something? Sweet. Investigate that window. A three. A three. <laughs> Seems okay. Seems all right. Uh, you do notice that the the latch is latched, um, mm. but on that on this side of the window, uh, can't really tell if it's if anything's broken or if there's a hinge loose or. All right, ah, screw it. Lucky's gonna try to take like the back hilt of one of his daggers or whatnot and just break a window. You're just gonna break. Okay, you're gonna yeah. break the window. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it could be the monster. Is all I'm saying. It's literally just a window. You don't need to roll for this. You can bash this open. Yeah. I mean, he's just trying to do like the best like thieves idea of like cloth around the end of a hilt of a dagger or something. So just being like a, you know. Yeah, trying to be quiet about it. Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you like, you wrap it up in a a cloth that you have or a handkerchief or something and try to punch it out real quick. Like, Uh, yeah, sure. You're able to pop open a, a, a pane. Um... I was, do you want to try to do this quietly? Um, That's the only reason I would have you roll for this is if you were trying to do it quietly. I, I I definitely think he's trying to be as cautious as possible. Like he's it's a it's a screw it mentality, but still I'm not cautioned to the wind quite yet. So. Sure. Um, for the deafness of your hands, mm. roll me a sleight of hand. <laughs> oh, okay. Sixteen. You're able to pop out a couple of these and catch them before they they fall out and inside. And you don't shatter any of them. The nimbleness of your hands surprises you here considering how this all started. Um, but you're able to make enough space for yourself to slip on through. As soon as he's like pulled himself down and to the like floor, he takes his rip off and ties it to whatever is a close piece of furniture so it won't drop it. There, the... there seems to be a, a like a reading chair situated next to the window. Uh, would be nice during the the day, daylight hours to read at. Okay. okay. 
and then he shuffles across the floor and like goes over to the desk and tries to look around for this book that said personal. Yeah, you want to go you want to go take a look at some stuff. Investigate for me. Let's see mm. if you can find anything. 4. The desk is clear. Uh, the book that uh, Pez was talking about is certainly not on it. Mm. Try all the drawers. Open one, it's got ink, quills. Open another, it's got parchment paper and what looks to be some blank notebooks. And you open the third and... Well, that one's locked. He's gonna try to lockpicking with that lockpicking stuff with the dagger, try to break it, they're just... <laughs> yeah, this is, um, this is gonna be pretty <laughs> difficult. Um, especially without, like, lockpicks and things of that yeah. nature. Um, let me see if there's something that you can... Yeah, so you can try and maybe pry it open or force it open, but the dagger itself is much too large for the lock on this. this yeah. It's like a, a small desk lock that you would see, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, well, definitely, because he has, he has a spare knife and a dagger, so his spare knife, if you can get enough of a squeeze between the crack and try to... All right, try to force it open. Roll yeah. my athletics check. Great. <laughs> Great. A seven. As try as you might, you can't seem to get the dagger wedged in there deep enough for you to force the thing open. It's locked pretty tight. Mina. Is there any other way that he could try to like force this open? I don't want to like be one of those like. Open. Yeah, I didn't know if it's like a really sturdy like oak desk that I would be able to it's, actually break or whatnot. It's pretty sturdy, with some noise, and a hammer, the one that you maybe put your pythons in. Yeah. Okay. You could. Okay. Yeah, I asked because I don't want to be that player who's like, I'm gonna keep doing this until whatever, but I'm gonna keep doing this. Um. So, uh, yeah, he's definitely gonna like. Keep using that same kind of knife and just try to like, and try to. <laughs> yeah. So maybe we fall off the pretense of you trying to be quiet here. Yeah. Yeah. Right. He's trying to be quick to now more than attempt. anything. Yeah. It's like I've spent too much time here. I yeah. had to climb all the way around. Who knows how long tea lasts? Mm-hmm. And this thing's locked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sound caution to the wind. All about speed now. Let's go. Using that hammer, mm -hmm. give me an athletics check with advantage. Okay, 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 okay. Blunt force trauma this desk open. A 20. That's a 20. Oh, I'm so glad it wasn't the six. <laughs> I think we get this, like, this thing. Like, Lucky's like, screw it, and just pulls out this hammer and just wham, and just slams into the desk, the, the drawer, and you watch as it just, like, crumples inwards and snaps off on the side and like falls open and now there's just this open hole where this drawer used to be where the drawer face used to be all right he reaches in there tries to feel for any books or anything there is one notebook inside he grabs it whatever it is he's grabbing it and running now if it's okay. the right book or not it was locked let's go so you're leaving yeah, he just Get grabs it, doesn't even look at it if it's the right thing, and tries to make his way to the window before anybody comes back. 
Sure. Okay. So you make your way to the window. You untie. You retie to yourself. You're jumping outside. What are you doing with the window? You just leaving it or are you going? Uh, no, we're just leaving that. It's all right. Bye. Trying to climb all the way back across. Roll me another athletics check. <laughs> Okay. 18 perfect okay. yeah you, you do you leave do you leave the pythons no uh he's pulling his rope back through but leaving the pythons where so they the pythons are remain yeah and you go back to the broken window peeking inside roll me a perception check okay. uh, 15 a 15 look around on the inside and there's no one there right now Best time to go in. Just get in, in. untie the rope. You pull yourself in and disappear somewhere. I think this is where we get a nice camera shot of right in front of the office where Professor Ravane and Glinda Nightseed return after having a a nice tea. And the professor says, oh, well, thank you so much for all of your insight. I, I really do appreciate that. And... I'm just so worried that something bad is going to happen here. Oh, yes, I understand. It's It's been quite trying times. Those heroes are investigating everything so thoroughly, and they had me so scared today. And, well, it was nice to have a cup of tea with you. And just, Oh, yes, one thing. And he goes, The password is... <laughs> because I think this is funny. <laughs> Alohomora. And it opens up. The door opens, and Glinda Nightseed goes inside, um, magically lighting the torches as she enters. And she, oh, the window, it's open, my desk. And there's just like debris over by the desk, and the window is open. There's panes laying down inside, carefully removed. She's, I've been, I've been robbed. Someone broke in. And Ravane says, like, what? What? Gods, gods! And he's like calling into his, uh, his little badge. The professor's been robbed! Nightseed's been robbed! Please, come quickly! And that's where we fade off of that. And I think we get like a nice little pan over to the rest of the party eating and just kind of chilling and hanging out. And then Lucky just like plops down in a chair next to them. (laughs) Hoods up and stuff, just like looking around frantically, breathing heavily. Hey, hey, Hey guys. He just like grabs a handful of something that's food. It's just so. Uh, how, how'd it go? Uh, uh, the the cool of them has landed. Um. <laughs> Sorry, that's Rob laughing. Yeah, <laughs> I uh, um, might have had some. I might have had some trouble. <laughs> what do you, What do you mean? Nadia, Nadia, Nadia. He's like looking around for other people. Is there other people in the cafeteria it eating is with this? Pretty much desolate. You have some like students coming in and out to get snacks, but it's a large cafeteria. And you guys have picked a rather quiet corner. Yeah, Lucky like kind of opens the side of his little like cloak and he like pulls the book. He's like, "That was I had to, you know, yeah. They know. I'm sure they know. Not me." But I'm sure they know. That's all I'm saying. Oh boy. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, I don't. Yeah. Uh, do you? Did you? Did you want this, Pez, or do? You... I mean, I can. I can take it. Is it? Is it heavy with secrets? 
I don't know why I didn't read it. And he like takes the book out and like slides it under the table to touch like, like Yeah, like his knee. Yeah. yeah. yeah not there. No thanks. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. It's the same notebook, Pez. What it says personal notes on it? It does. Should we should we open it? You wanna know? Let's get our secrets. I think we should take it back to the room. Yeah, I, I think it involves a, a further investigation in in the room where we have a little bit of time to sit with it. Especially if the guard is, is going to be put on alert for... Uh... Yeah, I think we should definitely head back there ASAP too, because, you know, we were totally resting in our room this whole time after getting food, right? Right. Right, yeah, we just needed a, a meal right after we uh, had a full day of investigating, and uh, then we went to sleep. By the way, Steve Steve is super handy. Steve is the best rope. Is uh, just true. I'm I'm glad uh, he uh, came in in good use. Uh, mm -hmm. What is Steve for? Like. You have to pull open a drawer? Uh, well, uh, he was very handy in making sure that, you know, my feet were always grounded uh, during the experiments that happened in the classroom. We have to go and get up out of here. He's <laughs> like trying to be covert. Like, <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, let, let's uh, skedaddle then. Yeah. Uh, mm, grabs the muffin and he just starts shuffling back to the room. Yeah. So you guys return uh, to the room. It is rather late now. It's probably pushing midnight after all of these shenanigans and you guys get there. But you do enter the room. You're not accosted by anyone or challenged by anyone in the hallways. It's really quiet out. I feel like every um, time we've passed a guard or something, look, he's just like... <laughs> trying to like shrink <laughs> further into their cloak. Yeah. <laughs> You're like you're hoping that your string kind cloaked and drop a feather or something inside exactly. the room. Yeah, just really tense. Uh, yeah, but you re you return. There doesn't seem to be any issue at this point. Um, what would you like to do? You're all in the you're all in the room hanging out. Uh, once we're in the room, Lucky definitely like divulges on his tail. Like it's terrifying, but he is excited that he got something done, kind of right. Sure. Um. So he's just like, I had to push the window, but it just it fell open, and I thought, oh, this, this is a sign. I gotta go out the window on the way, and then I, you know, anchored. Remember when we were in the cave with the big goop, and then, you know, anchored myself in, and we did that same strategy, right? All the way, all the way around the edge, and but unfortunately, she locks the window, but, you know, whatever, you can still break a window, right? And so I broke the window, got in, got to the desk, and uh, couldn't find it on the desk, unfortunately, so uh, it happened to be in the desk, and I happened to maybe break the desk uh, to get it out. Uh, but I got it. So here we are, right? I'm yeah. gonna... I'm gonna watch the door. Yeah, yeah. So you wanna, like, go outside and wait, or no, you just look I'm at the hang, door? And... Well, I'm gonna <laughs> hang out near the door and, like, sure. listen for if somebody else is coming by. Sure, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll take that into account. Okay. Um, other than that, you have the notebook. What, what does she say? 
ooh, ooh, I'm just gonna start flipping and go first page. First page is a very much dear diary. Blah, 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 blah. It's uh, the diary. Professor Fane is so cute and blah, blah, blah. But as you keep going further in, it turns into notes about some work that she's doing. It seems that she's been using these legal reanimations of servitor skeletons to practice a new way. Imbuing simple undead creatures with greater faculty on par with the living. Her notes detail that she definitely has not perfected this and that it is somewhat of a gray area of her allowables as the necromantic professor here. But everything that you read, it seems to be coming from a place of bringing the servitors more humanity. Something more akin to their previous life than anything that seems evil. Is, hmm. Sound, sound, sounds like she's doing more, more necromantic stuff. Here, just look, if you want to look at it, uh, here, there you go. But basically, just, just giving the servitors more, I don't know, more, more like, they're more like people? It doesn't sound like a monster thing. But maybe does with it, their humanity, they've become monsters. Does it, does it say where she's been doing it? Did it say what? I'm sorry. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. Does it, does it, does it say where, where she's been doing it? Did it say where she's been doing it? Um, no, it doesn't specify where, like, the, whatever room is for the reanimations. Um, it's likely some kind of, uh, you know, ceremonial structure. Um, knowing how they treat these servitor skeletons as like uh, these professors have passed on and they're giving their body to science, to magic, right? So it's a rather uh, formal affair. Um, but where she's performing any of these experiments or anything, it's not very clear on, on that. Well, uh, didn't say the student uh, saw that the bunch of them went into the, the library where not a lot of people are, are allowed? That's what I was wondering. Hmm. Did you say she had a crush on Mordain? Is that what that was? Oh, Ravain. Ravain. Oh, yeah, she's got a she crush She thinks she's on really cute. This is probably the most important thing that is in the book. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad we set them up for a tea date, I guess. <laughs> We are matchmakers. Yeah. Maybe that's why she was so receptive so so late in the evening. Oh. I mean, I don't know, cause she's the only one. Okay, look, this is this is what my brain said. Okay. She's doing something extra extra special with these servitors, whether it seems in good spirits or not. But we did find bones that had, like, necromantic feel to it, right? Whatever that dread was. And then, like, I said he saw a monster outside his window where we found those bones. So whether she has good intentions or not, I, what if something's happening? What if something's going wrong, you know? 
The only thing I'm hung up on is he didn't say it was a servitor he saw. He saw. He said it was some monster made of bone. I mean, the kid's seen these skeletons wandering around. He wouldn't mistake them, would he? No, but I don't know, I mean, where readily available bone would be other than servitors, you know? Where do they put the professors who don't come back? Is there like a graveyard or mausoleum? I don't know. I got I, I got it under the impression that you pretty much had to sign that contract. It, to, to I don't was that was that I, I've I sometimes I don't listen all the time. What is that the impression you guys got? They they think they had a choice, but uh, we don't really know if that choice is entirely voluntary or if it is just expected of them. Or if they shun the ones that just don't, uh, I don't know the culture of this place. Uh, makes it a little uh, awkward, though, if uh, she's been giving them more uh, faculty, if uh, they're filling the bathtubs, and I'm. Uh... Hey. They got personalities and they know you about your bits. It's weird. You know? They don't have I mean, skin anymore. That'd be a little off-putting. <laughs> I mean, well, maybe they're much. fed up with their work. If if they're being given free will, I mean, they surely would feel demeaned by the menial labor they've been given to do. Yeah, I mean, they were questioning if, like, if it's professors knew this is the jobs they'd be doing when they signed the contract then either the professors are now rebelling in the afterlife or their skeletons have a different personality that's not tied to the original i'm i'm more leaning you know? toward the second like mm. she's imparting on them knowledge as opposed to connecting them with their actual uh Spirits, if that makes sense. Yeah, that is, that is I don't know. True. I'm not. I'm not really big on necromancy. I don't know how it works. We we really don't know who these uh, who they are anymore. Really. Like maybe we. I don't want to go back down to the library, but it sounds like maybe that's where we can kind of follow up on what's going on. Potentially. And try and uh, find out where uh, Elisa's ceremonies are, are happening, <gasps> and how, who, where is she getting the faculties from to put in the, in the back? If it is them, or if it is another source, or it, uh, again, uh, she's the only one that uh, would know about that. So. What time did the uh, students say that they saw those servitors going down? That's in the afternoon. Like mid-afternoon, right? Yeah, maybe we need to follow them down there. How long can we wait uh, to see if a group leaves and goes to the the library? Uh, we, I, I mean, we we can always just go look through some more books at the library about the you know calamity, but seriously, just be keeping an eye out for stray civilians, you know. What do you guys think? I don't know. Oh, sorry, my 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 anxiety is still high from you know being. And then, and then, no, I, I understand you were out, outside on the tree. No wonder you needed Steve. I didn't look down though, so 
That's a secret. Next time, don't look down. That is a, that is a good uh, kid, and you know, you don't want to look down. Uh, yeah, I uh, don't suppose there's much we can do uh, tonight. We could go to bed and uh, I guess see where we stand tomorrow with the, with the dean and with the, the professor if he learned any anything else and then I guess we go to the yeah. library what do we do with the book though because if it's here in our quarters that they come and ask them. you know we can't leave it uh, oh no we should not leave it here uh, hmm. I don't want to like just... pin it on anybody but I don't I don't know where to put it other than just throw it out the window or something, you know? That's what I was thinking. Well, we could throw it out the window. <laughs> yeah. Go to uh, another part of the tower and just chuck it out. There's, no, there's nothing on, on that. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. We could do it on one of the towers, one of the rotating towers, so they won't know where it originated from. We can just... I will leave that up to you. That sounds uh, a little uh, breezy. You probably got the best throwing arm, though. We can just cover your eyes up and then lead you. Yes, I, I, I suppose. Uh... If you can't see the heights, they're not there. Team, are we on a rotating tower or are we on the central building? Okay, you're in the main building. Okay. Uh, do you have any idea what time the next tower rotating by will be, Eli? You're the one who's got all the times right. I say the next time. <laughs> As Eli considers when the next tower might be by, he hears something like paper sliding against carpet. And from between his feet, a folded up piece of paper appears. But Eli, you didn't hear anyone approach the door. Eli cautiously as I look at my spells. Hmm. Would you allow me to use Thaumaturgy to blow open this note so that I don't have to actually touch it? Because I'm in full uh, conspiracy mode now. Does, does Thaumaturgy have wind in it? I believe so. I, uh, let me post it. Uh, Create one of the following magical effects. Voice booming, flames to flicker, brighten or dim, or change color. Harmless tremors in the ground, instantaneous sound, uh, as like thunder or lightning or a raven. Um, yeah, cause an unlocked wind? door or window to fly open. Oh, that's uh, what I was very specific. That's ah, fine. I'll, uh, I'll pick it up. You pick up the letter, and, well, note, and open it, and it says... Forest Terrarium, Central Building, East Wing. Come alone. I know where the missing pages are. And that's where we'll take our first break. Okay. And when we come back in about three to five minutes, we'll figure out where this part of the mystery leads. Yay! This has been so much fun. We'll be right back. I love. Welcome back, everyone, to Diefall Alderheart, episode... 21 we are now old enough to drink here and our cast is old enough to eat ice cream out of a pint 
which is now what I feel very jealous about because two of them are doing so. But it's okay, we have mysteries to solve and things to do and Scooby's got Scooby snacks. Um, and Eli has a letter. Eli, you now have the letter. I will reiterate uh, what it said for you. The Forest Terrarium, Central Building, East Wing. Come alone, implied as a group alone. We discussed off camera. It's implied as a group alone. Mm -hmm. No staff. I know where the missing pages are. All right. The plot thickens. Uh, seems we got a uh, a meeting tonight. If uh, y'all are up to it. Well, what time? What time did I say? Did they specify? Implied said, now. Implied now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, ASAP. It seems. Do you think it is an honest meet or? Could I don't know. A, a trap, because who? Not too many people know that uh, there was pages missing in the in those books. Uh, yeah, I was going to say who? Who did we tell? I'm hoping this is Kevin, or regrettably, Mordain. Maybe he's finally going to wise up and tell us something. Well, we should at least uh, go fully prepared. I think so. All right, then. Diana's going to make sure he's fully equipped. Yeah, so you're gonna, we're bringing all the goodies this time, huh? Yep. All right. Um, okay, so you guys want to head to the uh, forest terrarium? Using Eli's incredible knowledge of the rotating platforms and terrariums, you note that it will be about 10 minutes before the bridge uh, arrives, perfectly timing you up with putting on all of your armor and getting all of your weapons and heading that direction. Man, Eli's good. All right. <laughs> you go. And you go to uh, the forest terrarium. You step outside of the... Uh, really, I guess, I guess the scholastic portion of uh, of the tower now. Uh, no students, no magic things happening because when you get out you're in a forest. It's a dark moonless night as you step onto the large floating disc that houses the forest terrarium. Find yourself in an unusual woodland. Several types of trees that don't look quite right next to one another. In the center of this terrarium is a building made of a great central dome. Branches off into two semi-spherical wings on either side. The night itself is deathly quiet. What would you like to do? I, uh, lucky feeling... Like a what? I don't want the shadow to attack me again. Whatever. Heightened nature of awareness. He is going to use primeval awareness to okay. uh, look to essentially. Let me see if I can put it in chat. Undead is the 
Yeah, that's a that's. Oh, I put the wrong one there. Sorry. That's natural explorer, but it's okay. Primeval awareness. You expend one ranger spell slot to mm -hmm. focus your awareness on the region around you. For a minute per level of the spell slot you expend, you can sense whether the following types of creatures are present within one mile of you, or within up to six miles, if you're in favored terrain. Aberrations, celestials, dragons, elementals, fey fiends, and the focus here, undead. Does not reveal uh, creatures, location, or number of creatures there, which, um, as you cast the spell, uh, where, when do you do this? Are you approaching the building? Um, are you just outside? You just stepped into the dome. When do you plan on, on doing this? I feel like once we step into this, because we haven't been here before, and now we're in this forest that he is very unaware of what's going on around him, you know, and this back from my bandit days, the forest is definitely the best, like, like, uh, ambushing space. And if we're dealing with necromancy, so it's a kind of like quick and tight and like, wait a second, this doesn't feel right. Uh, mm -hmm. Skeletons around here? In kind sure, of Sure, yeah. Um, there's nothing immediately in your presence. Uh, it's, you don't feel anything here that's out of place through your primeval awareness, but it will be active for the next minute and gives you a mile of a radius here. Okay. Wait, it's a mile? Holy yeah. Shit. Well, okay. I forgot about this because you did say undeads. The towers are alive with undead. Yeah. There's a lot going on because the servitor skeletons are everywhere. I totally forgot about the servitor skeletons. They're, they're definitely undead. Um, and so you feel a great presence of that. You don't have a location or a number, so you feel the presence of undead. Great. I didn't yeah. think about that either. Yeah, It's so it's very nonspecific, which kind of sucks, but like... Yeah, they're definitely within a mile of you. <laughs> Great. This this is really a really bad feat. Uh, okay, never mind. He's now aware of there being undead. Cool. I mean, if there was also, like, a dragon somewhere, this would be, you know, much better. But, like, because this entire tower is housed of undead, voluntarily undead mm. servants, it's a little tough. Mm. Um, yeah. But, yeah, you, you definitely get undead, but nothing else. Cool. It's not really an outwardly discussed thing. It just kind of happens, guys. Sorry. So he's just like, well, that sucks. Cool. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, do you guys proceed to the, the dome? Yeah. All I, right. I suppose we, uh, we go forward. Uh, maybe a little on the quieter side. Uh. Yeah, approach not looking for a fight, but ready for one. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So you approach the central dome. And what you notice that as you enter, there's no doors here. It's just like an archway. And as you look inside, you just note that there's some glassed off sections of, well, it looks like fossils recreations of extinct plants it's a museum of some kind there's skeletons of animals and things that depict the natural history of the humblewood as well as differing areas from around the world um but as you kind of peruse you hear chanting towards the east wing Mm. 
You guys hear that? Yeah, that does uh, that. Uh, it doesn't sound good. Uh, does it sound like multiple voices chanting or? Roll me a perception check, real quick. Mm-hmm. An eighteen. It seems that it's echoing in the kind of dome structure that these wings are, but it seems to just be one. It sounds like... Looks like everything's in the correct place right now, so screw it, we're gonna leave it, and I'm not gonna touch OBS at all. Uh, thanks for your patience, I appreciate that. Wow, that's annoying. Um, okay! Detect magic was detected. Some plants have been magically conjured here in this museum area. There's some chanting going on in the eastern wing. I think that gets us back up to date here. There is undead in a mile radius of you. Uh, uh, what would you like to do? I think Lucky just said something along the lines of, if there's not magic we're detecting now, should we stop them before they finish in case they try to make something magic happen? Yeah, I think that's a good play. All right, let's go ahead. Head okay. the sound. Yeah, so you head towards the uh, the eastern wing. And as you approach it, going down this hallway, you see a shadow moving in the distance and hear the sound of sharp footfalls on the smooth stone floor. And then suddenly, two enormous elk skeletons flashing, crackling with dark energy, burst from the glass confines of the museum and encircle your party. Uh, I will drag you to the map. <laughs> uh, well, that's the monster outside figuring. Uh, that's probably what it's called. And chat, fingers crossed we don't crash OBS so you can look at the map. Okay, good. Step one complete. It looks like we've got map access. Oh, sister. Dear Lord, please hold up. I would like you guys to roll me some initiative, please. Oh, those are large. Yeah, they're big boys. So they're kind of like straddling this broken glass wall that they've just stepped over uh, from either side here. Uh, I've kind of just placed your tokens as you were. If you guys want to rearrange them as, as you are running into the eastern side, go ahead and do so. Uh, but these are just as they were placed when I built the map. So. And let me go ahead and get. We entered from the right side, essentially. Uh, the bottom. bottom. Let's say the okay. bottom. Mm -hmm. And I need. These guys. Sorry, I forgot to click my token again. I'm really bad at. Unbelievable. Um, what was your, your number? Six. Six. Oh boy. Very good. Very good roll. Uh, lucky with a six. Ah, one of these skellies. Uh, wow, it didn't change their name to what they actually are. They're not Minotaur skeletons. They are indeed elk skeletons. Don't worry. Um, it seems that one of these elk skeletons, lucky them, gets to proceed first. Uh, let me move that down so check and see that. All right. Uh, it is the one closest to the top here. Uh, it is going to take a big, lumbering, crashing step forward. And luck Lucky, 
as it does so, you do note that behind it, you you see something run away through the the up to the hallway uh, above you there. It looks somewhat like a Corvum draped in robes and runs away. But then a, a, the the elk skeleton steps in front of you and is going to make uh, an attack against you with its big old hoof. And it's going to try to hoof you as a 13. Does a, does a 13 hoof attack hit? Nope. Nope. So it misses. Woof. Dang. Eli, what would you like to do? Uh, so I believe I asked this previously, like on another session, but okay, our amulets that allow us access. Mm-hmm. Um, I know people can communicate through them. Do we know how to do that? Uh, so far, you've only seen faculty able to utilize that function. You currently have visiting professor slash student passes. Okay. So you are unsure if yours are able to do that. You do remember that uh, Kevin did not call for help through an amulet Mm -hmm. when you guys were attacked by shadows, though. Right, right, right. So it may not be capable. Okay. Yeah, then he won't try. Um... Let's go with then. Um, he's going to not thaumaturgy. No, I said not thaumaturgy. Uh, he's gonna scream real loud. Um, he is going to uh, cast as the. Oh, I'm sorry, I don't know what's happening right now. Oh, I guess that would do Spiritual it. Spiritual weapon, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget yeah. that it just casts as an attack roll. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that confused me for a second. Yeah. So he'll okay. he's gonna he's gonna fire the spiritual weapon out and uh, swing just directly at the elk skeleton that's in front of him uh, as okay. his bonus action as he sort of like moves around it to uh, okay. to hopefully. I have placed uh, your token right thank, there. Thank you. Yeah, I think he's okay. gonna. A 23 absolutely hits, by the way. So go ahead and roll me some damage for the, the, the rapier. Just fire it right in front of him there. Uh, boop. It's 11 force. 11 force damage, yeah. You watch as it crunches through, like, the, the elk rib cage and breaks off a couple of the pieces of bone there as they clatter to the ground. Uh, very well struck, my friend. Okay, Eli, anything else that you would like? Oh, you have an action still. Yeah, and then seeing as we came geared, uh, just in Mm -hmm. case, I am going Mm -hmm. to swang with the... That's an eight with the blade of the wood. Yeah, I think he watches it kind of scrapes off uh, some of, again, the the other side of the rib cage or an arm or something like that, Mm. and you note that slashing and stabbing at this is going to be rather difficult. That's a good point. Hmm. Okay. Noted. Uh, Eli's gonna chill there then. Okay. Pez Pingo, what would you like to do? Oh boy. Uh, I'm gonna look at Lucky and be like, "Oh, Lucky, you really good at fighting forest creatures. This, these are elegant, beautiful forest creatures. You got beautiful. this." Beautiful forest creatures. There they go. I'm just gonna give Lucky a bardic inspiration. Awesome. And then right. 
Lucky you have a bardic inspiration for the next 10 minutes. Uh, I'm just gonna shoot it, I think, with the crossbow. Okay. A 23 definitely hits. The one in front of Lucky. Yep, sure. You shoot, like, you almost brace it against Lucky's shoulder. They're right there, but you click, yep, and you uh, shoot five piercing damage. Uh, you make the same realization that da uh, that Eli does that piercing this thing and slashing at this thing might not be doing a, a, as much damage as you think it is, uh, but it does, like, crack uh, and chip off some of the, like, shoulder bone of this elk. Got him for sure. It's going down in no time. Okay. Lucky, you feel bardically inspired. What would you like to do? Sweet. Uh, okay, so correct me if I'm wrong. These are elk still, just mm. necromantically risen skeletal elk, correct? Yes. So yes. they're on all fours, they're not just like me, me, right? Yes, correct. Okay, good. Lucky uh, is going to try to standing leap to the back of this one, like try to climb up behind it and or like okay. try to climb up it to get on to its back. You would like to grapple it and end up on its back. Yes. You I just I would like to explain what I would like Lucky to do. You tell me yes. the efforts to which I need to do Absolutely. this effort. <laughs> uh, this is going to be a contested strength check because Sweet. it's going to not want you up there. Cool. So we're only um, athletics to grapple this elk skeleton. Yes, I am going to use my bardic inspiration on this because okay. I am scared. So I, I, I haven't. So my athletics plus a d6 roll, yes, correct? Okay, correct. cool. Mm -hmm. Sweet. So a nine plus the bardic inspiration, which is a d6, is four. 13. So thirteen total. The elk skeleton rolls significantly <laughs> lower than that. You're able to. Nimbly clamber up. Maybe like we get the the very, it's a very Legolas thing when the uh, the elephants are on the field and he like swings around one of the the trunks or uh, the, the the beautiful CG work that happened. Wee! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you you get that like you hook your arm against one of the the large antlers and swing yourself up onto the back of it and grab it onto its weirdly sharpened bony spine and you're holding onto some backsides of ribs. Okay, it's okay. grappled. Great. You can't really grapple it because it's technically two sizes larger than you, but you know what? You're on its back. Uh, so. For my bonus action, since I imagine that's a full action, I'm still going to cast Hunter's it Mark on it. So. Yes, okay. <laughs> yeah, getting up here, definitely uh, an action, but you know what? You've marked it for yeah. death. Just because I think, is it, correct me if I'm wrong again, is it all damage that I do? Or everybody does. Okay, cool, 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 Just cool, cool. And you can like uh the hunter's mark also gives you like ability to track it and stuff. Yeah, well. that's fine. Cool. Yeah. Thank you. It's been a long Absolutely. time since I used that. We've been talking yeah. a lot. We've, we've been doing a lot of investigating. <laughs> it's great. So this other elk skeleton is gonna put crunch and kind of get all up in Dagonet's business here and is going to attempt to gore you with its big old horns. That is a twenty-three Dagonet. Yeah. Okay, 16 piercing damage from the horn. Um, roll me a strength saving throw. An 11. You are knocked prone by this goring attack as it slams into you. Uh, 
You feel your armor dented, pierced, and uh, you feel yourself bleeding on the inside. But you are currently, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and just give you a marker for it. You are currently proned, laying on the ground there. Uh, that is the entire Minotaur Skeleton's turn. So, Minotaur, Elk Skeleton's turn, Dagonet. It is your turn now. You're on the ground. You're able to get up. Uh, but it is definitely right there. <coughs> and it hits you like a truck. Sis, I do not like this place at all. All right. He is going to whip out his quarterstaff after he stands up. Okay. You have your quarterstaff out. You are standing up. That took half of your movement to do so, but you are up and ready for action. What do you want to do? Since he stood up, I imagine he didn't have a shield right in front of him, so he's going to two-hand this thing. Hell yeah. Go for it. A 10 Great. is not enough to bash through this, the very strong bones of these elk. It seems that maybe they drank some milk at some point in time. Okay. Oh. Dagon, anything else bonus action wise? I'm gonna. He's gonna action surge. He's gonna try and whack him again. Yeah, go for it. Oh, he's not happy with this thing. That's better. That 21 absolutely hits. Yeah, go ahead and roll me some damage. 10 bludgeoning damage. We will note for the audience and for the players themselves that this 10 bludgeoning damage. Seems like it does a lot more damage than you would have expected. And you powder through some of these like rib cage bones in front of you as it rears up and tries to hoof you again and hits you with his horns. You deal it a devastating blow. Excellent. If it had lungs, it would roar at you, but they're skeletons, so. It makes a lot of like clacking sounds. That's what he does. He's just gonna stand his ground there, right there. All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's 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 rare for something to roll high enough to actually hit you, but uh, yeah, you're probably pretty good there. Um, okay. Back at the top of the order here, the <laughs> I can't believe you're on top of this thing right now. Um, it's difficult for this elk uh, skeleton to to do anything, but it's going to try and like shove itself through this area here and get itself over at Pez. Uh, Lucky, you're along for the ride here, and it gets just close enough to reach out with a hoof. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry, I'm reverting my tongue. Sorry. Okay. Um, Speaking is a as a free action, so if you didn't want to say something. Oh, I had to ask a question, but I've solved my own question by reading. So Perfect. You nineteen Pez, does that hit? Yes. The hoof comes flying down and it has the wrong damage listed here, so hang on, let me Blgioning. Let me change that real quick and then slap. Twelve bludgeoning damage from one of these hooves. Just hanging it's, out. It's very mad and has something on its back. It doesn't know what to do. Uh, but Eli, it is indeed your turn. What would you like to do? Uh, I think Eli, um, seeing Dagonet just absolutely 
freaking body this thing with bludgeoning damage uh and and assessing the assessing the lack of effect from his blade maybe uh if if i'm able to would like to switch weapons if that doesn't take full action no you're good i generally say like that kind of stuff is a movement based so you'd have a limitation on your move let's say you lose 10 feet or so but this is kind of a tight area so it doesn't really matter yeah so i think he would sheath the blade and then uh try again with his old trusty mace that he hasn't used in a while whip out the mace yeah you're gonna try to thunk 12 12 is just enough to hit oh good shit for bludgeoning (laughs) damage but you do note that you powderize like the Mm. back hip of this thing and it's kind of just like kind of clicking around now uh because of as much damage as you did uh there you go you do note that it is much more effective than the slicing and piercing that was happening previously also going to move the spiritual weapon just next to pez to hopefully offer some sort of uh hang on Hanging. Sorry, I, I just remembered. I can never, can never remember if this is a concentration spell or not. I feel like it's not because that's super. Yep, it's not. That's it's not. It's, it's super, super OP. Broken. Yep. Um, <laughs> this, this spell uh, is amazing. He is going to as a bonus action instead of swing the weapon. I think he's going to shield the faith, Pez. Oh, big moves. Okay. Yep. Uh, so Pez, you uh feel enwrapped by these ribbons uh, of magic and you feel slightly more secure. Mm-hmm. Thanks. She's uh, not your AC a threat. Is up, your AC's up by two now. <laughs> just for, for actual mechanics. As long as Eli concentrates on it, yes. your AC is up by two. All right, Eli, that is bonus action. Action, do you want to do anything Flat else turn. here? Nope. Excellent. Pez, you feel a little bit more secure. What would you like to do? So, so my parrying sword has plus two to AC. Uh, plus if you parry four? with it, oh, okay, it takes your reaction to utilize. Uh, okay. You can say, "I parry on this turn," and your reaction is taken, and you add two to your AC. Okay, good to know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you did have your crossbow out previously, so you couldn't really have your parrying sword and a two-handed yeah. utilization of the crossbow. I can't out. dual wield. <laughs> not and not reload that crossbow. No, I don't think so. If I use a foot, it's fine. We can roll for it. Sure. <laughs> um, if if I so I could put the bow away though and take out the sword. Would that? Yeah. Be... So so crossbows. I I generally imagine is like they're slung across your shoulder, right, on yeah. some kind of like leather strap. So you gotta just sling it down and you draw your sword. Again, it, it's more of a you, some movement was taken to utilize this. So like ten feet of your movement is gone. But your entire quarters, it doesn't matter. Okay. Uh, I'm, everybody's using blunt weapons. I don't really have one. Uh, would it yeah. be would it be possible? Could I just like whack it with the bottom end of the sword? Like just. I would count it as an improvised weapon if you wanted to do it that way. Could try, right? So it's a one d four, I believe, upon contact, plus your strength modifier. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I'm just gonna slice it normally. It's it's yeah, it's not ineffective, it's just less effective than bludgeoning, right? So Yeah, yeah. You know. Okay. And you'll also be able to parry now, which is pretty good. Yeah. That's, I'm yeah. just gonna do a A what? nine. Yeah. I think you find you're like you get it out and you're kind of nervous about this. This thing is huge and Lucky's riding on its back and you kinda of just stab up at it. 
but you then realize that there was nothing to stab into because it's just hollow on the inside, so you were unable to make any contact, and you're like, oh, shoot, and then that's that's it. You have a bonus action, though. Would you like to do something with it? Yeah, dang it, you are doing much better than I am with this whole thing. You get him. You got it. You got it just fine. I'm just gonna be here. Get him. I'm just gonna <laughs> bardic inspire Dagonet. Excellent. Yeah, so Dagonet, you have a D6 bardic inspiration at your disposal now. Um, okay. So, Pez, anything else you want to do here? Oh. oh, I'm gonna scoot, actually. No, well, that doesn't matter. I'm just gonna stay here. You, yeah, you can. Uh, if you would like to, but you could potentially occur to at attack of opportunity. Yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> Lucky, you're on the back of one of these elks. What do you want to do with this? Uh, Lucky takes out his uh rapier. I imagine he would probably already have it equipped because he didn't have his bow equipped. Uh, sure. either way, and he's going to attempt to like either chop or. Stick it in between the bones of this thing's neck. Cause clearly, I mean, I know it's got hooves, but for me, the antlers seem like they're pretty, pretty dangerous. You know, like try and remove the head of yeah. the skeleton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is a very specialized move. Roll to attack. Okay. If you're high enough, okay. we'll see if you can wedge it into a, like a piece of the spine to get a, get a little leverage out of it. Got it. Okay. Ooh. Oh, that's a bit. 25. 25! Yeah, sure. You know what? Sweet. That's super high. Very much higher than the, the natural armor of these skeletons. You're standing on its back, yeah. and you stab downwards into the joint of one of the of the head here. Sweet. Let's see how much damage you're able to do with it, and maybe you pop the head off. All right. So I got to do this plus a this. And then it's plus two because of dueling. Holy, okay. Sure. You know what? That's that's 16 points of damage, which is pretty substantial to the, the spinal, like, just the spine connection up to the head. Lucky as a character is like, no head, no problem. Leslie as a character just wants to see this elk run around without a head. <laughs> you, you put it in there and the damage doesn't come from the strike. This is literally just a piece of pointy metal against a bone creature resurrected from the dead. But you know what? You get yourself a little bit of leverage there and the rapier bends and it just bends, 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 bends. And all of a sudden it goes and the head just pops off, clatters to the floor and just and again, if these things could roar, if they had lungs, it would do so, but it can't. So it just kind of like does that teeth chattering thing on the ground and it's like <laughs> all along the ground. But the head is now on the floor. You have successfully stopped it from goring anything this round, which is great. Um, Look, you just awesome. <laughs> Hell yeah, I, I am totally down for this. Wonderful. And you know what? It's a pretty significant blow at 16 damage. Yes. Excellent. Lucky, anything else you want to do? No, Lucky's got his Decapitate mount Decapitate my ready. skeletons, why if not? If only I could tame undead. Let's go. No, um, that's all for now. <laughs> I love it. Excellent. Um, the, the one with the head still, this elk skeleton, lashes out with its hoof 
against Dagonet here. It seems pretty locked in combat. It rolls a natural one, does not contact, and it maybe stumbles a little bit, noticing now that its shoulder is a little bit crumpled in the area that was beaten on by Dagonet. It kind of stumbles. Uh, yeah, it's unable to make contact. Dagonet, you see an opening here. Absolutely. Uh, what would you like to do? Oh, well, yeah. He sees a good opening right now. Perfect. Get after it. I'm gonna swing. Swing at him. 21 absolutely hits with the quarter staff. Yeah, I'm gonna, yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah, 11 bludgeoning damage, and you note that the other shoulder is obliterated. That is so much bludgeoning damage to these stupid skeletons. And um, it's kind of like hobbling like three-leggedly, right? Only one shoulder is still functioning right now. Uh, so it's gonna be, it's gonna find it very difficult to hoof you again. Let me put it that way. It's not gonna be able to rear up and hit you or anything like that. Uh, but yeah, that is, um, you, you did so much of its health just there, by the way. Uh, but yeah, good. Dagon, anything else you want to do? Uh, he's going to waver a little bit and, uh, second wind. I love it. Yes. Roll me that hit die. Six. Okay. Um, and it's six plus your level. So you're level four. So it's 10 total HP returned to you. Yeah, the level thing is something I always forget, but it always makes it feel a little bit better when it's added on. It's just very nice. <laughs> oh, it feels much better. Yeah. So Dagonet sucks it up, re somehow returns a lot of the blood found in their breastplate back inside their body, and they're able to do a little bit more fighting now, having found their second wind. Uh, it is now the Headless Elk's turn. Um, it's blindly flailing about. And I think it's going to try to buck Lucky off its back. So, Lucky, I'm going to need a contested strength check from you here. So, please roll me athletics. As long as I don't natural one this again. That's a 20 on my end. You are thrown from its back. Uh, I'm going to roll a d6 to see what direction you are thrown in. One. All right. That's this direction. You are thrown from its back over in this general direction here. Uh, and you nimbly land on the ground. You're quite nimble, so I'm not going to have you do anything about this. You just end up on the ground. And it's kind of just flailing about willy-nilly, uh, kicking around. It seems very dangerous to approach right now, as wildly as it's flailing. Uh, you do note that the skull, if I had any way to show you where it was, is, like, right around here, and it's, like, teeth are chattering, and it's trying to, like, hop its way to you, but it has no muscles or bones or anything. It's just magically animated, so the jaw is, like trying to lurch itself over to you. But that's it. That's all that one can do this turn, for sure. Eli, what would you like to do? Um. So when you say it's pretty dangerous to approach right now, like, do, do I get the sense that I would be hit if I tried to hit it? It's it's raging kind of wildly. It's, yeah. It has a chance to. Okay. Okay. Um. It is not fighting in any focused manner. Let me put it that way. I think... But you do have an incorporeal rapier that deals force damage yeah so. no i i got a plan for that one um follow-up question if i yes. hold an action do i still get my bonus action yeah yeah, yeah. you're like if you're, i use so, my bonus action well, on this turn so this has I, been ruled a couple of different ways yeah. and i'm feeling rather generous on critical role because you know whatever this is a good reference point for that uh you either you save your action for later or do your turn now. And that includes your yeah. bonus action and your movement and et cetera. 
Mm. Either do your you turn now or your action is saved for a trigger. Got it. Okay. Um, which is somewhat more balanced because it lets you be patient. Yeah, right? yeah. So you're trading off the rest of the turn to be patient. Okay, fair enough. So I couldn't, I couldn't do something with my bonus action and then still have an action held. You could bonus action and then just do your action. Like I said, it has a chance to hit you. Sure, it's sure, headless sure. right now. Yeah. So, um, I think then just just maybe for flavor, Eli will kind of like guard himself against it, and mm -hmm. I would hold a hit if it got close enough. But I'm not, you know, obviously. Um, I'm just. For flavor-wise, he would do that, but it's not going to do anything mechanically. But the the rapier is absolutely going for the head and whacking it over the head. Oh, the head? Yeah, oh, sure. Yeah. You just want to oh, hit the yeah. head? That sure. thing is the epicenter, baby. That's um, Eli thinks what Lucky attack? thinks. It has a sl it's, well, you know what? You have advantage here because it's literally just on the ground. Yeah? It doesn't move very much. It ha doesn't have a dexterity score when it's not attached to the body. So it's just sitting there. So that's a 21. It absolutely hits. 11 force damage dealt to the head. <laughs> um, I'm totaling this up against the entire body here, but you note now the rapier just slams into the forehead and it's kind of just pinned to the ground. It's just sitting there. Okay. And it's trying to like use its jaw to like, eh, eh, but it kind of just slides up and down the force like area of the rapier. And it's just, don't, don't, don't. Poor no. fella. And yeah, then it's, yeah, it's, Eli is just kind of not doing so hot. Hold steady with the mason hand. Yeah, so you're like dodging around, like some of the legs, yeah, flying, like yeah. flailing around, maybe trying to score a hit in as you're doing so, that kind of thing. Absolutely, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, Pez, what would you like to do here? How how are they both looking? I mean, um, well, the one to your right currently is like one of its arms is laying on the ground. Its entire yeah. shoulder has been disintegrated. Uh, Dagonet seems to be handling it at this point in time. The other one's missing its head and is flailing about wildly. So, I don't know, take it as you will. It, they're skeletons. How much does Pez know about skeletons reanimated? About how wide are they? Uh, they're almost, so large creatures are like 10 by 10, right? They take up 10 by 10 space. Uh, but like it's gonna be like the size of a horse, right? So they're about as far across as a horse would be and then lengthwise about as long as a horse would be so I don't know eight feet long and like three or four feet across it's Maybe generous for the bulk If you include the antlers much larger, right? Yeah. You know like almost eight feet um, mm. Nothing else I'm really doing is helping, so maybe maybe like I'll try mold earth, possibly like right on its footsie wootsies, and make so it at least difficult. You terrain. are on a stone pathway currently. Does mold yeah. earth affect uh, like it's built dirt stone? or stone? Okay, that's all I wanted to check. So how much can you move with that? Uh, it's like a five excavated? by five foot cube. Five. Okay, five by five. Target area of loose earth. You can instantly excavate it. This says loose earth. If the dirt or stone you target is on the ground, it can cause it to become difficult terrain. Ground become normal terrain if it's already difficult. It says if you target an area of loose earth, you can instantly excavate it. You can make it difficult terrain. 
you could make it difficult terrain, so which means it would take twice as much movement to cross. That might help, just so it doesn't. Okay. I'm just, I'm just letting you know, as worded, this is not going to let you build a hole where the stone is. Yeah. Next level up, I'm taking some attack spells. <laughs> or something. Got like a dagger and stabby stuff. You know, if you spend enough time here, you can uh, switch some of your spells out if you go to class here at the Avium. Oh, maybe I'll have to do that. <laughs> I'll become like a half-bard, half-barbarian or something. It'll be great. Just gonna hold my sword out and hope he steps into it. Just like roll me an attack. It. That's what yeah, we'll roll do. Roll me an attack. Twenty. <laughs> yeah, it hits absolutely. Go ahead and roll me damage. Five piercing <laughs> damage. Yeah, you note that like you chip off some of the bones somewhere, and it seems to have affected its uh, stability as a skeleton. Told you I'm not a threat. <laughs> okay, Pez. Anything you want to do with your bonus action? Eli doesn't have bardic inspiration. You did great Eli with that skull it. thing. <laughs> nice. Eli, you have bardic inspiration. Lucky, what do you want to do with your turn? Um. <sighs> Ooh, it's really tough. Uh, so I'm next to the head, technically right next to my feet. Correct that Eli has now put the spiritual weapon into its face hole. Uh-huh, yep. Uh, okay. I lucky he's just literally gonna, like, bring his sword, his rapier down, just try to clabber it even further. Like, yeah, just almost like, a, almost like a lumberjack, like, style chop, just like, get, uh, try to get it. Yeah, nope. as much as you can with, like, a bendy-ish piece of metal. Yeah, right. it's it's standing still, like, why not, you know? Yeah, you have advantage, go ahead and roll to attack. Let's go! Um, uh, boop. 23. 23 definitely hits. You're gonna try to um, poke some more at the right, at the the thing here and hit it yeah. over the head. Thirteen more piercing damage to this. Uh, um, the skull itself is looking real, real rough. Oh, and the three I, and by two. rough, I mean <laughs> you crack it wide open and it dies. Uh, like he's like knowing yeah. exactly where to strike it with your rapier in the skull area that you popped off earlier. I still can't believe that worked out. Uh, it crumples to the ground. So. The, the skull like kind of cracks open and moves to has and like is just held up by the antlers on the ground right now. But the rest of the skeleton is like Eli's like dodging these wildly flailing hooves, just like, just xylophones itself to the ground in a very Bugs Bunny cartoon fashion and lies still. Uh, there is still the other one up, uh, but this one has been dispatched. Okay, Lucky is speech is free action, correct? Yes. Okay. Uh, Lucky is going to essentially look at uh, Eli and go, do you guys have that one? And like pointing at the one that's the other one that is still there with smashed hip joints and stuff. Yeah, yeah, uh, go. Okay, yeah, he's going to move his hunter's mark with a bonus action to the other one, even though I'm not going to do any damage to it, but he thinks it's, that's what's helping. Yeah, sure. We'll go ahead and um, mark it. And then he is literally going to bolt after the guy that he saw running uh, yeah. to the next room. So they definitely have uh, a lead on you here now, yeah. right? Uh, I think we've been through maybe five or six rounds worth of combat. Yeah. Um, so they're about half a minute to a little bit longer than that ahead of you, but you're able to run after them. Yeah, so cool. 
Uh, Lucky, you would head in that general direction, and then basically you get pulled off map here, by the way. So that you're just yeah. off map now, but you're running in that direction. Um, okay, so you go do that, and you round a corner, and you kind of, you see, like, the, like, trailing end of uh, some, like, purplish robes and this, like, black feathered creature uh, as it leaps off the side uh, of the dome. Uh, as, as far as this movie will go, he's just going to try to, like, go to the window to look, and that's it. So Yeah, so you watch as it that. spreads its wings, and it glides around the backside of the tower, like, the main tower. Is it purple robes, Corvum? Okay. <sighs> All right. And that's... Okay. Uh, this is the one that's still up. It's going to try and... Oh, God. It t so it's missing an arm. It's going to try to gore Dagonet again. It's going to lean down and go, but it doesn't. It's unable to. I think it, like, kind of collapses on its one remaining skeletal arm. Uh, and it's it's not looking super hot here. Uh, it's it's ready for the taking. Dagonet, it is your turn. Excellent. I am tired of these undead things. I'm going to take a swing with the quarters. Okay. 18 absolutely hits. Yeah. Five more bludgeoning damage. <laughs> just smashing this poor thing to pieces. One of its antlers kind of just falls off. It's looking really rough. Another hit like that will probably put it down. Okay, Eli. What would you like to do here? I'm gonna whack it. Yeah, hit it. Uh, what, you, what you gonna hit it with? I'm gonna, gonna do? start. What you gonna do? What you gonna start do? with the spiritual weapon? Yep. Uh, an eight is is not necessarily enough to hit this thing, but you know, it's fine. I'm gonna come up around. Hopefully, I can get around this pillar. Yep, absolutely. And uh, just go ahead and whack them. There Twenty three definitely hits. Please roll me some damage. Yes. In in doing so, you have smashed this elk skeleton rather thoroughly. Golly. And it falls clattering to the ground. Its magic dispersed whatever had summoned it uh, is now uh, dissipated. And that's where we find ourselves at the end of the combat phase there. Real lucky watching the, uh, the fleeing person and uh, you guys dispatching the, the last of the elk skeletons here. Um... Okay, Eli, what do you want to do? Real quick, can Eli get down on one knee and put a hand on one of the skeleton's bones? And do, okay. does he does he get that same sense of dread that the other like shards were giving him? Um, roll me religion or arcana. Seventeen. Yeah, uh, necromancy at work for sure. Yeah. All right. Ugh. And he'll stand up and kind of like shake off his hand, um, and uh, and go over. He's gonna walk over to. I'm just moving this so I could see the room again because the lighting effects are goofing me. Yeah. Um, just let me know what you want to do. I've kind of I've pulled. Chat doesn't see map. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like that that's fine. I was just trying to figure out where the staircase was. Uh, th mm -hmm. This is the one that Lucky went through. Yes, the opposite yeah, so one where you entered. Like uh, he's gonna. Uh, disperse the spiritual weapon and um, 
and step over the skull that yeah. <laughs> tied there. And he's going to walk toward where Lucky went. Sure. And as you do so, you're a little bit more careful in getting there. You note that like Lucky's like turning around from the window where they're at, maybe shaking their head a little bit. There's a scroll on the ground between you. God damn it. And uh, he'll take a look at the scroll. It's heavy. The vellum scroll, it bears very similar necromantic symbols to what you had found in the lower library. Yeah. It's also clearly marked on its edges as material belonging to the lower library. Anything look? I, uh, it was a Corvum, and it was purplish robes. Couldn't tell gender or anything like that. But, uh, I got my suspicions, and with those suspicions, Lucky is going to kind of roam around the room to see if any, um, feathers happened to potentially fall off in the distress of running with this Corvum, who might be roll a previous me, Corvum. Roll me some <laughs> investigation. Smart. Uh, it's why? Why? Uh, a one. Why? Um, Man. It seems that there are no feathers. <sighs> Couldn't catch him, man. He was so fast. I'm sorry about that. That's uh, not your fault. Uh, I just... Uh. He definitely flew. I, I feel like, like he kind of maybe... Did he see which way he kind of flew directionally? Out yeah, you the... watch them like fly... Cause so as these things rotate around mm. the uh, the tower, right? Like they're in different proximity to different places, different towers, different domes, things like that. He leapt off the they left off the edge of the dome and soared around to a side of the tower that you couldn't see. So uh, let's call it the north side of the tower for for you know purposes. Okay. But that's that's all you got from this. They could go anywhere from there. I mean, he went north, flew, flew north that way, uh, but, or they did. I don't know if he or she, I'm not too sure, but what, what, what's on the scroll and what, it, can you read it at all? What's it's some sort of necromancy spell, but it very clearly came from the lower library. So, oh, <sighs> how's the house Dagonet and, and Pez? Um, Eli just for a moment like totally forgot that a battle had just taken place and uh, rushes over to the other two and says I'm, I'm so sorry are y'all alright well it uh, it got me pretty good there but uh, I'm fine that's Do you think that was it? I mean, there were some bones outside. Uh, are they all going to come alive? Uh, what about the trees? I don't even know if that was the person that left us the the note. I mean, if that was a trap, uh, it feels trappish. It it definitely guess, feels it like a, a trap. But uh, it's a pretty shit trap. I mean, we dispatched them so easily. <laughs> I mean, well, we got the heroes of all the hot, you know. 
Yeah, and, but as, uh, as Dagonet bleeds profusely out right? of their breastplate in this giant hole in their plate. Ah, it's easy. They did uh, hit pretty tough, but, uh, you know, it, it, it was at least easier than the, than the shadows, but... Uh, okay, so look, know, you guys. It's, it's in the lib that belongs to the library. Uh, we were in the library last time. Uh, you know, uh, we were in the library when we discussed uh, the, the missing pages. Uh, I don't know it. Whoever, was... if it if, if it wasn't a trap, then how did that person uh, know that we were coming here? Huh? Yeah. I mean, it's late. There's nobody else who just be here hanging out. Like, I, I, if you, uh, how quick would it take us to get back to, uh, to, to, uh, Professor? R Rivain? Rivain's uh, quarters. You know where they were, right? Did he tell you where they were, Eli? I'm not going to um, try to say that I know who it is, or I think I know who it is, but he's the only cover I've seen, and he definitely had purplish robes. So I, uh, yeah. so that's why. The, that's what I saw, by the way, you guys. Kova purple robes running. Sorry, I'm just a little winded oh, now. All right. I, uh, I imagine that his quarters are along with the other faculty. I know his office is down the hall from the Dean's office. Uh, God, I don't know. I think we gotta move quick. Diary. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, I guess we just go to the, the staff quarters and start knocking on doors. Uh, we don't know which one it is. Uh, or get one of the guards to tell us. We don't know how helpful yeah. they will be, though, but uh, we can try. We should get going. Hmm. Should we take some of... with us? That looks kind of gesturing at the bones, knowing they're going to be... Should we? Because, I mean, what if they just up and leave? Like, reanimate, 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 you know? Well, this one is... Uh... He cracked to pieces, but uh, they want to show evidence. So I can grab some. Wear the top half of the moose as a hat. Yeah, I don't think that's that's touching my head at all. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, sure. And Lucky's gonna pick up some remnant of antler or something if he can and kind of put it in his little pocket or pouch. I don't want to hold it. Ugh. Trying to stuff it into like his case. On that note that was under the door that got slipped under, does the handwriting look like anything on that scroll, or does does it look like it came from the same paper? Does it look like the handwriting of an evil necromancer? Um, I guess I'll take the note out and I could try to compare handwriting i don't know how well it's rather Eli clear would... that the handwriting on the note and the handwriting on the scroll are entirely different okay um again the scroll is something that belongs to the lower library whereas this note was likely just written by whoever wanted you to come here mm -hmm. gotcha smell like bones and ill intent <laughs> well um, you can make an arcana check on the scroll to see what particularly that is. 
you've done that previously, Pez, with the other scroll. Yeah, yeah. I assume it's necromancy, but it wouldn't hurt to check. Just do arcana. A nine. Uh, is not going to be enough to decipher the spell itself. Um, I mean, it's necromantic in nature. That's pretty obvious for you to see. Um, but you're not sure the the purpose of this particular scroll. Okay. Yep, that's necromancy. Confirmed. What do we want? Do we just want to knock on some doors? No, I... Or should we you go to the... You do note it is very late. I mean, should we wake up the Dean? No. No? Okay. Our answer is in the lower, lower library. I mean, think about it. How many things have we done that lead us back there? I know I sound like a broken music disc, uh, but... I mean, you're right. The servant is going down there. This is clearly from the lower library, you know? Yeah. Those... I... Dean doesn't seem very helpful anyways, either way. So... I, I don't... Well, we can I have... think we need to stake out the library or something. Maybe a bit of a rest first and then... Yeah. Yeah, but that's we need First to focus our full attention there. I mean, all this run around got us nowhere. Okay, but down there. Yeah. Uh, well, the, we're definitely going there more armed this time. Yes, yes. Uh, um, Much as I want to, I think maybe we draw less attention to ourselves. I don't know. Well, Should the students we... don't seem to mind too much, uh, really. It's uh, the staff, the professors that are getting uh, agitated about it. I don't want to agitate Mordain. I need to... I don't know. Oh, we just uh, maybe wait till he leaves his uh, desk to go catalog something. Uh, from what we know, he does it often. Yeah, maybe, maybe Lucky tail him when he catalogs. Man likes his cataloging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, see where he goes. I agree. I mean, um, last time we saw him, he was near some dusty old scrolls. I couldn't make heads or tails of his notes, but. That's true. That's true. I don't, you know, I've, there's I, too I, many coincidences in that library. Yeah, but also, I, the, the the individual that I just saw leap from a window and fly was definitely not of the same uh, type or size of him. So I, he's working with somebody. If he's doing anything, if you want me to keep an eye out for what he's doing, so. Um, I just he's he's gonna slip up more than some crafty corvum. You're right. You're right. He's the weak link. <clears throat> okay, but hit me out. Um, the one thing I'm kind of scared of right now is getting caught with you know you know who's the diary. Uh, do we leave that here, or do we take it with us? Oh, we're in the Let forest. Uh, why don't you just bury it? Let's uh. 
Or do we want it as evidence? Uh... You know what? Give me the bone and give me that diary. We found it here. We think mm -hmm. the Corvum that was summoning these skeletons was maybe looking for some sort of inspiration in <gasps> So what you're the, saying is they were interested in trying out what she was writing about. Yeah. And it went wrong. Or right. That's true. But there we go. Problem solved. I mean she's the only one you who off the hook. Teach anybody about it here. So Exactly. Like... Really, the only ones who would know that uh, you were lying is the one who set us up here. Exactly, and they ain't gonna come forward. Not if they're smart. I hate deceiving these folks, but oh. you gotta fight deception with deception. Yeah, they've done plenty of uh, deception uh, towards us, so yeah. <laughs> this has gone on long enough. Mordain's so... hiding something. He's working with somebody. There's something in the lower library. And he's our key in. An Asian professor is going to know she has a crush on him. Do you, uh... I, mean, I suppose he divined it? Call, call me call me paranoid, but do you feel like whoever knew where we were staying slipped us a note, got us down here to tr trick us, would know that we're going to go back and sleep in our quarters? Should we find another space to stay tonight just out of safety? I mean, I've got all my things on me. I don't need to go back for anything. Should we? I think. We could probably uh, just camp here. Uh, I mean, do they know that we even survived this? I know I did, but not maybe not you guys. Hmm. Maybe we keep our uh, presence and uh, where they expect us to not be around. Uh, like I imagine this is pretty out of uh, the way. We just need to be up early enough that if anybody shows up in the morning for museum maintenance, they don't think it's us. You know, it's just breaking random. Oh, we're Thanks. we're keeping watch. We have to. Yeah. I mean, we, as far as I'm concerned, we are in wild territory. No, I agree with you, Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I feel comfortable in the wood more than I do in the avian mini winds. So I'm like, <laughs> it's great. Yeah. How tall is this? Is there enough space for the nest charm thing? <laughs> The nest charm punctures through the dome. How tall is yeah? How tall is the nest charm? Isn't it fifty feet? It's fifty. It's feet. fifty feet. Uh, I don't know if it's big enough for the nest charm. I'm gonna be honest. It fits right in. It's plants. It's trees. It's flat topped and weird. It's you different. It's a not lot of the trees weird. here do not exceed fifty feet. Trees are weak. Well, what is the uh, wrong right here? Uh, you know, with uh, can have a little defensive position in inside here, not out in the open in, uh, in the treetops. 
And the bones don't come to life unless somebody chants some evil chanty stuff, right? Nobody's getting past us. Exactly. Yeah, they definitely need another uh, one of those scrolls. I definitely think we just do rotate watch like we do and we're keeping an eye out for anything in outside the avium. It's weird to say, you know, we're inside the avium keeping watch out for what's could be threatening. Yeah. That's so weird. Well, they didn't exactly uh, do anything to uh, earn our trust. Maybe if anybody comes through here in time, if they think we left, you know what I'm saying? If they're coming through here looking for where we are at, or there's not somebody who necessarily comes to... Well, I'm saying, if somebody's out of place coming through here looking suspicious, we can take note of that too, and I think that'd be important. I mean, if someone is uh, coming to check up on the result of our... Yeah, or clean, up the yeah clean up their mess, you know? Mm-hmm. Alright. I'll take first watch if you guys need some rest. Dagonai, you look like you need some... A little bit of sleeping. Okay. So you guys settle in for an evening. Alternating watches. Keeping an eye out. And the night continues to pass. And we'll have to find out what happens... Next time. Thank you for being here for Diefall Alderheart episode 21. Despite some of the technical difficulties, I hope this was a fun and enjoyable session. The party is another step closer. Let's see if uh, next week bears any of that fruit. Oh, I appreciate that. Let's let's go ahead and do uh let's do some shout outs, shall we? Uh, Miss Malaveth, they're the people who you are. Hi, I'm Malaveth. I draw a lot, mostly, pretty much all the time. I'm drawing stuff. Just drew an orc lady and a giant boar, and they have really big tusks. So that's great. That's kind. Of, that's kind of it. I just, I just draw a lot of stuff. And I it's good stuff, stuff, chat. Just go look at it. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for having me. Of course. It's Thank you for it. being here. Bonus stage Rob, where can the people find you at? Hi, I'm Bonus Stage Rob, and I don't draw much of anything because it's not good. <laughs> uh, you can find me a couple different places on the internet, like Twitter as at Bonus Stage Rob, or here on Twitch as Bonus underscore Stage underscore Rob. Um, when I am not here role playing, I'm at twitch.tv slash game nights, game with two G's and a K in nights uh you can catch me there on sundays at 4 p.m eastern playing a monster of the week campaign uh as travis kelly he was a crooked which is like a thief class and now he's a spell slinger because he learned magic pew, 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 and it's really good and it hurts a lot because that system likes to hurt me oh so much um <laughs> fire magic's hard y'all and when i'm not doing that i am playing video games at twitch.tv slash Bonus underscore stage underscore Rob. I am deep in Hollow Knight right now. And uh, oh, it's getting good and it's getting stressful. I've died almost 150 times now, at least. Holy I don't know. It's a lot. Nice. It, it's a lot, but it's good. Uh, nice. Might be playing it again tomorrow, even though I said I'd stream something else. I'm thinking a lot. 
Anyway, thank you for being here. I appreciate you, dude. The Lady May! Where can people find you at? Oh, well, they can find me here playing Dagonet on Thursday nights. Uh, or they can, you know, see what I post on the internet uh, at the Lady May on, on Twitch, Instagram, Twitter, you know, all that fun stuff. Uh, mostly do pictures of my cats and uh, you can see past paintings uh, that I've done. And, you know, one day there'll be future paintings to be seen. Excellent. Thank you very much. Appreciate you being here. Miss Simply Jackson, where can the people find you at? Whoa, I'm Simply Jackson or underscore Simply Jackson. Wait, no, Simply underscore Jackson. I've been this username for five years. Still don't get it right. Um, You can find me at Twitch with that name. No underscore on my Twitter. Uh... But more importantly, you can find me currently muting the words The Last of Us Part Anything on yep. Twitter. <laughs> because yep. you, you, you people need to call me shit about it. Um, plus, I, I've been playing my first playthrough of The Last of Us, uh, which I am considering postponing until the hype dies down so I can finish it without potential people coming in with the bad usernames and all that kind of stuff. So um, so probably art streams. Got some, got some sketches. Got some new pins yeah so that's that's what's going on cool Heck yeah thanks love to hear it <laughs> thanks for being here chat thanks for being here and dealing with some of the technical difficulties of obs just deciding to crash over and over again i'm glad it survived long enough for us to at least get through this show um it was good and we'll see uh what happens next time we're coming up on the uh the end of this chapter and the start of the last chapter of this game which is uh exciting and terrifying all at the same time so we'll see how that goes we're gonna go record a patreon post show you guys have an excellent night goodbye <laughs>